Welcome to Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. I mean, sort of. (laughs) Sort of while drinking pints. We'll see. We'll see. I'm drinking a pint. I'm I'm drinking a pint. I went hard in the fucking paint yesterday. So, and the day before. Friday, holy shit, dude. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, we went to a retirement party on Friday at 11 below. Um, that's how you know you're getting old. Your your friends are fucking retiring. So, <laughs> that, uh, we went and did that. Had a bunch of uh, 11 below pints. Uh, hung out with the owner for a little bit. Brought some cool shit back from the brewery. And then yesterday went out to help another old friend learn AI, uh, specifically ChatGPT and all this other stuff, and taught him how it could like improve his life, specifically applying for jobs. Um, and then ran uh, to a that's friend. That's so depressing. It is super depressing. Uh, but the cool part is, is we ran into a, uh, a friend there, and uh, his sister-in-law was with him, and all she does is write uh, resumes on how to get around uh, AI uh, training tools and shit like that, or filtering tools. So we had a good time, and then I went back to another party and drank a bunch again. So uh, today I'm just trying to hydrate, dude, because I feel like dog shit. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to you, too. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta call my mama. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit. Actually, she's at work right now, so it don't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck, man. Mother's Day, Mother's Day isn't real if she's at work. Yeah, Mother's Day, Mother's Day, dude. Uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, so I think we talked about it last last week, but uh, KBS. So the founders, um, breakfast stout. I think this is the barrel aged version. Twelve mm-hmm. percent ABV, and I gotta be an adult like after we're done here. So this is gonna be interesting. Ooh. Ooh, you yeah. got to do real adult shit. Yeah, but uh, hey, man, breakfast out like just the non-barrel aged one is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, apparently, KBS like I, I don't I don't understand how how this is possible. Uh, it's it has a one hundred on uh, Beer Advocate. So, okay. Goddamn. Goddamn. What does the KBS stand for again? Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. So. Uh, coffee and chocolate. Uh, it's still a bit too cold to really, uh, to really kind of tell. Is that a Mondo glass you're drinking out of? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I think this was from the, um, Civil War. Yeah, it was Civil War. Ooh. Back when, yeah, back when, uh, what was it? Uh, Alamo Draft House. Yep. Back when those dudes were still a thing, like in the city. You know, yeah, they they haven't really they've shut down a lot of theaters. Yeah, this was even before COVID. So this wasn't even like it's like, oh, the pandemic ruined everything. They just like they they packed the fuck up and left. Yeah. Way before that. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm assuming they had some issues. But yeah. Uh, And also, apparently, Mondo's going through some shit now, too. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they're getting devalued or just uh, laying off or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of sad. Like they always had just like the dopest artwork. Yep. 
cannot believe that yeah. they're going through all of that, man. Aren't they owned it's, by like GameStop or some shit? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes Game, sense. GameStop is struggling again. That stock ain't doing so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it became a meme stock. You know, mm-hmm. people people who got in early, those are the people that made money. Everybody else is just doing it from the memes. Yep. The memes ain't helping much anymore, man. Ooh, no, they ain't. No, they ain't. No. Nah. Damn. Yeah. But uh yeah, but KBS uh supposed to be tons of coffee and chocolate. I can definitely taste bitterness from the both of them. Um but uh definitely I think I just said that, but definitely too cold to uh to really to really tell too much uh, i'll wait for it warms up to warm up a little bit that good stuff though cool. i'm assuming water or nothing for you uh yeah it's just uh, i'm just having some water um and apple juice mixed together with some uh <laughs> vitamin stuff dude i i i just now like well not right now but like 15 minutes ago finally shook my hangover headache um, and I've, this uh, is my third, you know, this big ass fucking cup. This is my third yeah. one of this, this size cup of, uh, water, um, and just random fucking liquid IV type of shit. And then, uh, I had Jesus. two, um, 32 ounce shaker cups or 20, 22 ounce shaker cups of, uh, water and stuff earlier. So. Been pounding it, still not fucking pulling out of it. So, uh, yeah, that'll teach me. That'll teach me to fucking drink two days in a row. Stop pretending you're still in fucking college, dude. Yeah, yeah, ain't happening. Mm-mm. Ain't happening. So, um, we got we got a pretty pretty slam podcast today. I think. Um, starting yeah. out with some kind of fun stuff. Uh. A bunch of cool free shit for everyone, uh, depending on like what subscription plan they have with uh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we get into it, uh, we do have a Tears of the Kingdom review up. Yes, you do. Uh, uh, Thursday, Thursday was the embargo release date, so uh, made sure to get that up there so Nintendo wouldn't fucking take that shit down. Yep. So it's a, it's uh, a very spoiler free fucking review. Um very um there was god there was a lot of I avoided most most people's reviews cuz I was kind of uh curious to see like what they were going to show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like uh it just it kind of depends on the kind of person you are. Like if you weren't paying attention too much to the, the, to, the to the trailers you wouldn't spot like kind of like the spoilerish stuff unless people like focused on it. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so this one I deliberately, and it's, I guess it could be maybe just a little boring because of it. So I didn't talk about the story. Uh, I didn't talk too much about Hyrule itself or anything that's going on over there. Uh, because otherwise like, you know, it's you're basically going to to spoil the entire experience. The, the thirty or forty hours, like yeah. once you find out like everything that's going on, like you know, it just kind of lays the groundwork for everything going forward. Mm. But so, because uh, when I experienced it, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, this is crazy. This is amazing." So I was just like, 
I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that part yeah. for anybody. So Dude, I'm, I'm having the craziest fucking time with this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this isn't very spoilery, but if you watch the, the Nintendo trailer, uh, you, you get to see the, the first three abilities that you get through the tutorial or whatever. Right. So the yeah. maker hand or whatever the fuck it's called. Ultra hand. Ultra hand. Uh, yeah, they basically they tell you all the powers that you yeah. get. So the ultra hand, the ascend, the fuse, and then the oh, there, what's the fourth one? Fuck me. Um, ultra ultra hand, whatever the fourth one oh, is. Oh, the the time rewind thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Re, uh, I think I think it's rewind. I think it's probably called rewind. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know they kind of uh tell you about uh what you're going to be working with, you know, basically, but yeah. Uh there's You can make all kinds of fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, you really can. It's so fun. Um the fuse, the fuse is is pretty limited, but the ultra hand you can just go go fucking stupid with it. Man, I we'll have to talk about some stuff like outside of the podcast cuz I don't want to ruin anybody's fucking fun with it, but the fucking weapons you can make, the the vehicles that you can make, I, everything just feels like the biggest fucking meme, dude. I've, mm-hmm. I've been making wild shit and just trying to turn regular objects into like like a boulder or like a fucking minecart, trying to turn it into a projectile against the enemy and using it like a fucking nuke. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> super fun. Uh I've just been having a good time just laughing all over the place with that game. Um I think right, everybody quick, should though, play. Are Go you ahead. are you still are you still in the the introductory area? Yes, I just got the first three powers. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So I'm like I'm a couple hours into the game. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm and I think I mentioned this a little bit to you. I immediately felt overwhelmed because I went to the map screen. So I'm playing in pro mode, like you suggested. The only way to play. The only fucking way to play. Do not play it any other way. Turn the whole fucking HUD off. Play the game without a HUD. It's You don't need it. Uh, Every NPC tells you exactly where the fuck to go. Um, So there's a lot of navigation stuff around there uh, to, to push you in the right direction. So having the HUD on just muddies that experience and kind of points you a little bit too much. Um, yeah, it really does. Like real quick, I thought I was smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I played the first, uh, the first entire section with the HUD on. Mm-hmm. And because I thought I knew where I was supposed to go, I was like, I'm not going to do what the game tells me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my own way. And I think I'm pretty sure I went exactly where Nintendo wanted me to go. That's exactly how good it is in yes. pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. You do not need anything. Like, as, mm. as smart as you think you are, Nintendo was way smarter. Yeah. The way maps, smarter. Um, all of the stuff on the... Essentially, it's the it's the new plateau of, mm-hmm. of, of this game that you start out on. Um, it's not hand-holdy, but it's it's damn near impossible to go the wrong way. Basically, yeah. Um, but to get to those to those new areas that you need to go to, you can do all kinds of shit. It's so fucking fun. Um, oh, fun! There, there are 
God, I can't even, I can't say anything because, okay, there's a, there's a dude that you can pick up and I, I want to throw him <laughs> off a cliff. I want to throw I, him off a cliff so bad. And Janet was yelling at me. She's like, do not kill him. Do not kill him. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. You know what? So I, I even, I think in the, I think in the video review, mm-hmm. uh, I think I might've like, like had a little, a little tiny portion of what you're talking about in yeah, there. Yeah. But I didn't call it out. I didn't call it out because so I was even fun. I, so it's just like, it was even like little stuff like that where I didn't want to call it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's God damn it. It's just so good. It's so yeah. good. I felt, I felt just like I did with breath of the wild. I felt better, you know what I mean? Honestly, like the intro is cinematic as fuck. Oh Grinch, God, so God, good! It's everything, um, everything so fucking good, and it lays out the story for you uh, immediately. So mm-hmm. from a high level, yep, yeah, from a very high level, and I all all I'm gonna say is it feels like that. Yeah, through through the rest of the playthrough, like if you're if you're doing it like that, like uh, in the in the in the review, I said if if you're basically just gonna go to every objective marker, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like every time like they pop up, then you're, you're not going to get the full experience yep. because there's just so much there. There's so much there. And if you just take the time to just point yourself in a direction, because they're going to tell you just like, you know, this is all oh, like this in the Northeast and this is the Northwest and South and stuff like that. Fuck it. You know, just make your own way. Just like head in the car like try to go in the cardinal direction. Yeah. And just see what happens and see because like the roads in Hyrule, like if you just follow a road, it leads to, you know, signs and you can make, you can figure out where you're going from there. Don't even bother to like try to remember where they were located in the map. Just hit the road, find some road signs, read the road signs. Just like, oh, okay. So this, you know, it forks this way goes here. This other way goes there. All right. I'm going to go here and just fucking do it. Just fucking do it because you're going to start running into all kinds of stuff. And you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's, it's, and it's way more fun to discover some of this before you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, if you just follow the objective markers, it's going to tell you, like, you're going to run into like the NPCs that are supposed to be there during that quest yeah. that are going to explain what's going on. But if you just kind of discover it on your own, you're just like, what the fuck? And if you, and then like once you like finally stumble onto the quest, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, oh, like holy shit! So yeah. Yeah. save your like, do that. That's exactly okay. what you need to do with this game. Okay, bet bet I'm in. Uh, my my biggest fear right now is that uh, I'm gonna get fired because I'm not gonna want to stop playing this game. Oh, I've been I've been working all day today because mm-hmm. that's exactly what my fear is. <laughs> I worked so hard last week to get all of my project work done for the month Yeah. so that, because I knew this was coming out and I was like, when it hits, I'm going to have this like extreme level of hyper fixation and it's going to be really hard to turn off. So yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, man. This, this might be my, my game of the year. I don't even give a fuck what else comes out. Uh, this has got to be better than God of War Ragnarok. It's got to be better than all that shit. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, um, 
and we'll get into that in uh toward a little bit towards the end of the podcast okay. but yeah uh 100% so yeah if you're if you're interested in a spoiler free just breakdown of what the game is and isn't spoiler it's fucking breath of the wild yeah but now it's called tears of the kingdom that's it if you hated breath of the wild you are going to hate and i've i've harped on this for like the past couple of podcasts mm-hmm. if you did not like breath of the wild you were not going to like this game because this is just fucking a continuation of the events uh following the breath of the wild and basically it's like it's the same shit except now like you have an entire fucking like it's almost twice the size of the original game you know if you take into consideration like everything else there mm-hmm. plus the fucking fucking hyrule yeah like it's basically like twice as big Fuck. so yeah i'm about to be so, overwhelmed i know it yep exactly yeah. so like bradley said uh with hud with your hud turn on pro mode just get yourself fucking lost man it might take you a couple of hundred hours to to finish everything but just do that it's it'll it's a much more enjoyable experience that way mm-hmm. much more enjoyable you know uh i think you know what let's save this for the for the bottom half of the podcast okay okay uh but uh yeah so that's there um let's see what else was there anything uh coming up I, i'm not too sure how i'm gonna do this i it might be audio only well no 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 i take that back i'll probably add video because it's just it'll probably just be a bunch of b-roll but i did do the uh diablo 4 server slam this weekend oh, yeah i wanted to ask you about that <clears throat> Yeah, so, um, and I'll get into the details because I've added, I think I've added that uh, towards the end either uh, as well. So um, I'm, I might do a video about just like thoughts about the uh, the server slam because um, essentially like I didn't really touch Diablo 3. Like I played a little bit of it uh, with um, like some coworkers. And so we spent, you know, I think we combined, I think we only managed to do like four or five hours together before like before the group kind of just you know broke off um but diablo 4 uh just had their server slam you could get all of the the rewards from the uh from the previous open beta uh that just finished uh today and i'll probably have a video over giving my thoughts probably added to the podcast on the audio side as well so uh look for that coming up Cool. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, it's I, fun. This is, and this is going to be from like a Diablo casual. Yeah. You know, I'm not hardcore or like that. I think the last game that I put any real hours into it was maybe like Diablo 2. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, like decades ago. <laughs> yeah, decades ago. So like that's my that's where my mm-hmm. point of reference is. Okay. So if you're interested, like from a casual perspective, like if you're hardcore, like a D3 player, uh, you have plenty of people to hear from, but if you're just on the casual side, like you're kind of like Diablo curious, you know, maybe you just want to want to poke the hole a little bit, you know, just like massage it, you know, let it do things to you and just want to see how you feel about it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. Okay. Bet, bet, bet. Cause I, I feel like, um, before we move on, I do feel like Diablo, it can have a very hardcore, uh, fan base and a hardcore style of gameplay. Yeah, and I'm using that that term kind of loosely here because I don't I don't feel like Diablo is a very hard game, but it is it is casual friendly. 
So if you just want to hop in, it, hop out, and just play when you want to, it's totally fine. I I think so too, and I'll I'm probably gonna bounce some things off of you because it's it's from Blizzard. Blizzard yeah. also makes uh, probably the most popular MMO. Yeah. Uh, going on right now, I think it. I don't think I don't think Final Fantasy fourteen put a that huge of a dent. Uh. In the entire thing, like I think it fractured it off a little bit, but little you, know, bit. you know, like World of Warcraft is still like it's still trucking. It's you know the what I giant mean? still, yeah. So I'll I'll bounce some things off of you uh, from at least my experience with Diablo Four and kind of how it relates to maybe just like the Blizzard way of doing things. Okay, cool. Uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, so yeah, so let's go ahead and kick it off. So for people who for the subscribers of shit for your Xbox, your PlayStation, whatnot, PlayStation Plus just released. They're extra and premium titles from May 2023. So these are the the extra. These are the bonus stuff for paying a little bit more to to subscribe to PlayStation Plus. So uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's probably the biggest release uh, for May 2023. I want to say it's the 16th. I think it's the 16th where all of these games are going to be uh, finally available. So by the time this podcast drops... It's going to be on a Tuesday. So the when the day the podcast drops, the day the day after that, you're going to be able to download these games and start playing. So the first one is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The uh, I don't remember if it was a launch title, but it was uh, a Ratchet and Clank game for the PlayStation Five. Supposed to be super super great. Um, they they had a lot of uh, they were t- trying to tout like the the PS Five, the power of the PS Five, yeah. because like the interdimensional thing where you like warping through portals and crap like that. And it's only possible on the power PlayStation, blah, 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 blah. Um, it does look really fucking pretty sure. though. It's really fucking pretty. Yeah. It's a ratchet and client game. So if you're into that series, rift apart apparently is super good. So, yeah. uh, a worthy entry into the ratchet and clank series. If yeah. you have a PlayStation five, uh, after that they have humanity. So this is kind of like the day one, um, I guess drop for the game humanity. Uh, we talked about it previously. This is for oh, PlayStation yeah, yeah, four and yeah. five. Yeah. So this is the puzzle game where you're basically a Shiba in you and you are directing uh, a stream of people through like this kind of like a puzzle area to get them from like one end in the kind of uh, what do you call it? The, the spawner mm-hmm. into like the exit. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can, and in humanity, I played the demo. I think there should be a demo out on Steam right now. If you if you're still curious, um, it can be as hard or as easy as you like. I think at its base, you can just send people from the spawner to the end. You know, all all good. But they also have these kind of idols, these golden idols, that kind of make you think a little bit more about uh, alternative ways of reaching the idols mm-hmm. as well as sending them to the kind of like the ending uh section of the game. Uh I thought it was really cool. Uh the demo gives you kind of like I think two or three powers to kind of experience with the different kind of ways to modify like the streams like things where uh you can like, you know, push them up into the air, uh make them jump, things like that. Yeah. So, uh I think at least the game uh says it has 90 levels uh boss fights which i never experienced so that's going to be interesting a stage creator so for people who want to uh who are interested in like crafting puzzles you can create them and then share them with the community 
And also, this has uh, VR support. So VR1 and VR2 for Sony. If you have those headsets, you can play this in VR. I didn't get a chance to play this in VR, even though the headset is still fucking in the box. <laughs> it's not even like the box that the PSVR comes in. The shipping box that got sent to me when I purchased it is still in the shipping box sealed. I haven't opened the shipping box. That's how fucking busy and just all the other things that I uh, had to do. So fucking hell, dude. I just Anyways. took my VR one out of the fucking shipping box like last month. And I've had that bitch oh. for a, a year and some change. It feels like it, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, but maybe I'll get to it at one point. Either way, humanity uh, available Tuesday. Uh, next is Watch Dogs Legion. This is Watch Dogs, except apparently everybody in London, you can you can have like a, uh, a team of old grannies to hit people with your purse or some shit. Oh, yeah. You hack them and make them do shit or whatever. Yeah. Like they're, they, you can add them as part of the collective uh, yeah. available for PS4 and PS5. Uh, I heard it was an all right game, although because you have essentially the same kind of, uh, what do you call them, uh, personas. So mm-hmm. essentially what it is is that you have like maybe like a half a dozen personas and then there's like variations in between to, you know, make uh, people within the same persona feel different, either, even though they're kind of the same. Even though it's just, uh, so, just like three old grannies. One's name. Yeah, so Gertrude. like you have a different variation of the old granny. Maybe you have an old grandpa, but essentially they're the same persona. Yeah. So at least from the uh, the criticism that I heard is that well, like once you can get to know the personas, like everything starts to feel samey real fucking quick. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Uh, next up is D- uh, Dishonored 2 for PlayStation 4. So this is the arcane game that uh one of the arcane games that people really uh, really love you know it's uh kind of like a choose your own uh adventure type thing as a stealth character where your mission is to like eliminate targets um so you can approach you can approach the situation kind of like a hitman thing you can approach the situation in any way you want as long as you kind of uh meet the eliminate the targets that you're, yeah make meet the objective <clears throat> So I think I think with the Dishonored, I think and it's similar. I think this is basically just Hitman with uh, in first person and you have powers kind okay. of thing. Um, so Dishonored 2 is available for PS4. Also, they have Dishonored Death of the Outsider. I don't know if this is like DLC for the first Dishonored or I don't know what the fuck it is. Maybe it's a standalone. Who knows? Uh, either way, know. it's more of the same shit from Arcane. If you weren't impressed with Redfall the arcane game Redfall for Xbox and you kind of want to figure out like what arcane, like if you, if that was your first experience for arcane games, I'm sorry. Um, Dishonored two and Dishonored death of the outsider are probably going to be very good. Uh, arcane games. Honestly, like this kind of feels like, uh, I'm sure these kind of deals were struck long time ago, but it kind of feels like a really big middle finger to, uh, to Redfall people. Just like, hey, guys, was that a shit arcane game? Hey, PlayStation Plus has, like, the good ones if you want to try them out kind of thing. So <laughs> That's so fucked. <laughs> that's kind of fucked. I yeah. mean, it's just me injecting just, like, yeah. or, or like a, an asshole uh, nature to this. But I kind of want to believe it because I'm an asshole at, by, uh, is it by nature? Maybe not. Like, in my heart, I'm an asshole. But yeah. by, I think my nature doesn't doesn't lend to that. Yeah, you're just naughty by nature. I am naughty by nature. 
Uh, I got other people's pussy. You got to watch out for it. Uh, so uh, next up is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin for the PlayStation 4. I wanted to play the fuck out of this, but I never got a chance to do it. Oh. Uh, it's supposed to be like kind of like a harvesting game. So mm-hmm. basically, like the entire point of this is to learn the art of agriculture. Very specifically, so, planting and harvesting rice. To, it's part of the title. Ah, I get it yeah. now. Okay. So in in this game, because uh, I I own it, I just haven't played it yet. So I, I looked up a bunch of shit about it. Um, and the part of like planting your rice, like actually putting it in the the field and like uh, getting it all put in there, watering mm-hmm. it correctly, all of that shit, uh, changes the way that your rice grows and changes how successful you are during the game. Even specifically when you get into harvesting it. And then you have like fighting and all these other things that you have to do as well to gain materials to keep pushing through and making new rice patties and harvesting them. I want to say that I, from what I remember, because when this game came out, I think when it was, when it officially launched, I think I remember going through it because uh, like, again, like I was kind of super curious. I think the art style itself is, is rather like cutesy, but kind of like anime-ish, I think. Uh, It's been a while. Um, so I was just like, ah, okay. I just want to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, I've heard that at least the agriculture aspect is really well done. Yes. It's really well done. Yeah. So I think, and there's also, I think a, a piece of it where you actually like fight stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a little bit more, there's a little of action, uh, along with just, it's not just playing like a farming game, you know? Yeah. So there is a little bit of action, although I don't know how well that's done, but, um, it's definitely on my list. So now that it's on, hey, it's on PlayStation Plus, like I can go and try it uh, uh, free of charge, uh, you know, minus the uh, subscription fee and all that. But hey, we're not going to talk about that. It's sunk cost, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so go check that out. Uh, next, we have a series of Tomb Raider games. And I believe these are the, the Square Enix trilogy that they put out. So we have Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, 20 Year Celebration, uh, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, all for PS4. So I do believe, like, these are all, like, kind of, like, the more modernish Tomb Raider games that have come out in the past, like, 10 or so years. Uh, so if you haven't played those games, like, I haven't. Like, I'm super interested. Uh, I was super into, like, Tomb Raider, uh, you know, Polygon titties and all that shit. Like, yeah. I was all about that. Uh, but I haven't touched it. I think the last one I touched was, like, the Anniversary Edition, which was a... I think it was like a remake of the original game. Yeah. It was really well done. It was really well done for sure. So I want to go through these uh, next. So if you haven't played any of the modern Tomb Raider games, all of them are on PlayStation Plus now. So go check that out. Uh, next up is Bus Simulator 21. Next step for play, PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, PlayStation 5 version has uh, haptic feedback, adaptive, adaptive trigger support, 4K resolution. <sighs> If you want to drive a bus, I guess uh, there's just, a whole like you just end yeah. up getting yelled at by kids and shit. Is it a school yeah. bus simulator or is it like city bus simulator? Ooh, like, that's like, no. I think I'm pretty sure this is. I'm pretty sure this is kind of city bus simulator. Okay. So you gotta you gotta you gotta worry about uh, you know homeless people uh, getting on and uh, pissing on your floors. Yeah, and uh, shooting up in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that der- is that derogatory towards? No, homeless people. Did um, I, was I, I was I know. being 
what oh what's that word i'm trying to like there's a woke word for it i was being disparaging towards yeah maybe people who are of the who lack who lack housing yeah people who lack housing huh. yeah apologies to the people who lack housing yeah if you're listening to this and you if you like housing just uh comment below and let us know what we're supposed to call you yeah um, please I'd, I'd love to know too <laughs> housing challenged so go check that out uh next up is the evil within 2 hey it's a sequel i don't remember if the first evil within is on playstation plus it might be it might be i'd hope so I'd hope so. But basically, this is the sequel to uh, the Evil Within games. The Evil Within was created by the producer of the modern Resident Evil games. Ooh. I think Shinji Mikami started his uh, career, or at least Resident Evil career. I believe Resident Evil 4. He was the first producer. So <laughs> Shinji Mikami is responsible for Resident Evil 4. I might be getting that wrong. Call me out if I am. But either way, if you kind of enjoyed the direction that was in, The Evil Within is essentially kind of like uh, Tango Gameworks's version of Resident Evil since Shinji Mikami left Capcom. And actually, Shinji Mikami has left uh, Tango Gameworks as well. So he is now a free agent. Who knows what he's going to do? He might spin up his own studio, kind of like Kojima did. So maybe Shinji yeah. Mikami is going to do some more kind of like Resident Evil-ish, Evil Within type games. And uh, now we can probably guarantee they're going to be multi-platform instead of stuck on Xbox now. Well, hopefully, he so does check better that out. Than, hopefully he does better than Igarashi and fucks up uh, the Castlevania series on his own with Bloodborne or Blood Rain? Blood, uh, Bloodborne. Yeah. No, uh, you're talking about... Um, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. That's it. Yeah. Bloodstained. Or uh, well, what's the who's the dude that fucked up uh, Mega Man? <laughs> With Mighty Number Nine. <laughs> With Mighty Number Nine. Uh, oh Lord. Yeah. So hopefully uh, he doesn't make shitty knockoffs of essentially what was Resident <laughs> Evil. What was the best version of anything he's ever done? Uh, you didn't put that voodoo out there, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Rest in peace. These games are going. You know who to. You know who to blame. You know who to blame if the next Resident Evil ish. Evil within ish game from Shinji Mikami sucks. You know to blame now. It, it, you know what? I'll say this: if it does suck, then we know this is a simulation. Mm. I could I could talk to you about that all day. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's before we get too existential and too much crisis <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, next up is Timesia. I think that's how you pronounce it. So no, you missed um, Wolfenstein. Fucking hell, fuck Wolfenstein. We're going to talk about Timesia first. Okay, okay. So PlayStation 5, uh, this is uh, a plague. Like, what are those fucking plague uh, masks that people wear? The ones with like oh, the... Oh, the uh, Plague Doctor shit. Yeah, the Plague Doctor. So, I don't know exactly what this is. Uh, so they're calling it a, a plague weapon system. They're, they're, they're really leaning hard to the whole plague thing. Um. Uh, fast-paced combat weapon system deadly weapons the shift in raven form it could be just like a side like an action side-scrolling type game maybe like a metroidvania i'm not really too fucking sure i remember um, seeing something about this game i can't remember shit about it yeah so uh download it and let us know yeah if it's uh what the fuck it is because i'm not about to look it up i got mm. i got way too much shit i do if you want uh you want to make michael suffer and play it and put out a review Oh, fuck off, man. 
but I do it. I'll do it. I'll, do I'll, it. I'll fucking I'll fucking shuck and jive for anybody in the comments. I'll fucking do it, man. Oh God, what have I put myself in? Uh, anyways, Wolfenstein Youngblood for PlayStation Four. I think Youngblood was. Uh, I don't think people like the Youngblood games. Um, so this is basically so Wolfenstein. The kind of like the more modern versions of the game, I think mm. <clears throat> you're playing as the original BJ Blaskowitz. But for Young Blood, and I think there was two games in this series, you're playing as their daughters of BJ Blaskowitz. And I think I played Young Blood on Xbox Game Pass mm. uh way back in the day, but I never really got to it. It's it's kind of um if you think about it from a Gameplay perspective, this seems like kind of like an arcade shooter. Oh, so Youngblood seems like more of like an arcade shooter. It's kind of like out of control. I think with uh, uh, if you play it in solo, you basically have an AI companion that's supposed to like help you, you know, like you know, shoot up Nazis or some shit. Uh, otherwise, you can have a you know friend jump in, and so basically you can play co-op. Hmm. Um, but that's that's essentially what it is. I had a decent okay time uh, when I played it. Uh, on PC back in the day, but yeah, if you want to play it, it's for PlayStation Four. I don't know if they have a whole bunch of like enhancements for PlayStation Five, but there you go. Yeah, you want to shoot Nazis? Um, that's your game. That's right. I mean, I do it. I do it here at home. I don't have to play a video game to shoot Nazis, but hey, you do you. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Rain World uh, for PS4 survival platformer, sixteen hundred rooms. That sounds like a lot of fucking time. That's a lot of time. Uh, uh, yeah. Check it out if you're if you're looking for a survival platformer. Uh, uh, next up we have Lake for PlayStation Four and Five. This seems like a uh, maybe it's like a walking type simulator. Maybe not. It's it may be like a, a toss up between like a walking simulator and a visual novel. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like a narrative driven game. Uh, Providence Oaks, Oregon. So it's one of these type of games, okay. kind of like a Life is Strange, but a little bit more indie-ish, I think. Okay. Uh, I've actually, I actually was interested uh, in this game, so I might check it out because I'm kind of into that kind of shit now. Just as kind of like a really big departure from, you know, the Tears of the Kingdoms. Yeah. Uh, the Red Falls. It's not a good example, but first-person shooters and just Diablo's like the looter, you know, like those fucking isometric looter type games. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to be told a story. Yeah. You know, and I think this maybe, is a good place for it. And yeah, you know, have some feelings, you know, because I'm dead inside, and so I need to I need to know that this isn't a simulation, and that I can still feel things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? It was a yeah. Reddit post speaking of feeling things that I saw the other day where somebody had just finished playing a game or something that made them cry a lot. And they were yeah. like, I need to cry again. I need to feel something. Please someone give me another recommendation. <laughs> Maybe oh, this is that game. Maybe oh, this is God, the dude. thing. Oh God. Get you into All it. right. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't see me right now because of the, the camera, but I'm holding this. I'm holding this mic. Like I want to fillet it. And I just want to tell you that I actually had some tearful moments in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. For real. For real. Oh. And so I know you're still early into it, but 
And I know this is probably a conversation that I'm going to have to remember like in a couple of months from now to have with you, but I want to talk to you about it okay? because it just, I don't know what it was about it, mm-hmm. but I was just like, God, God, God damn it. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So I can't wait to, uh, to kind of like have a discussion with you about that. Okay. Bet. Yeah, I'm in. I'm bet in. that. Bet that. All right. So next we have Conan Exiles. This is a MMO survival game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conan Barbarian type shit. Yeah. Was this the one where like the dude, like you can actually like his dicks out or something like that? I remember like there were some memes about some Conan game. It might be. It might be the one with dicks out. Um, there, were a lo- there were a lot of survival games that came out at it for a little bit that had dicks and you could like make their dicks certain sizes. Yeah, and it's just like it's you know like realistic physics. I'm like, ooh, yeah, you know, put just like, in a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just kind of like unrealistically just like bounces and sways yeah. way more than it really should. Yeah, but hey, if you're into that kind of thing, or if you're just uh, tired of crying and you just need some testosterone, Conan Exiles yeah. might be for you. I mean, is there anything more manly than like a cock? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so. think so either. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, before Maybe it gets a cock way that too chops weird. wood. Okay, it's gonna get weird. All right. <laughs> How would a cock chop wood? I don't know, but uh, I was like, "What's manlier than a regular cock? It's got to be like a lumberjack cock." Like, I mean, if it's if it's if it's <laughs> some kind of cock that's able to hold an axe and swing it, like it, that's probably manly as fuck. That's manly yeah. as fuck. That's manly as fuck. Yeah, that's manly as fuck. Touche. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is. Uh, uh, Rune Factory 4 Special Edition for PS4. Farming adventure game. So I think it's kind of similar to... Uh, it's maybe not maybe not as like uh, hyper-focused like mm-hmm. Sukuna is, but I think this is more uh, kind of like the, the Harvestellas uh, of, the, of the world. I uh, can't think... I don't even think... I don't think this is Animal Crossing-ish. Mm-hmm. I think this is more... Um, uh, it's like it's a series of these Japanese fucking games, dude. God damn it! Oh. It's basically just like, hey, I want to grow crops. I want to be part of a town. Like, hey, I want to fuck that person in our town. And I want to marry them. I want to force them to carry my babies. Yeah. And like, this is the kind of game that is. Okay. So, but also you have to go out and you have to like, you know, stab monsters in the face too. That's so, good. Yeah, it There's tries to make you a little balanced, to make you not feel like a fucking loser. So. Yeah. Okay, so you can like tell your mom about here the 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 wife and the life that you have mm-hmm. in a game that doesn't doesn't yeah. really exist in the real world. Oh, but it's yeah. there for you though. I feel it. I feel it. And last up is Soundfall for PS4 and PS5. It says it's a dungeon crawler with rhythm ga- based gameplay. That part just completely made me flaccid. I, yeah. I don't know about that shit. Dungeon crawler. Actually, you know what? Uh, I was about to. I need to shout you out. Um, what was it? Uh, what was that fucking game? Oh, you the fucking Etrian told me Odyssey about. stuff, and then no, um, no, the the other one. Um, not Etrian and Odyssey. Uh, Nautica, Subnautica. It was not Subnautica. No. Is it uh, Undernauts? Is it Undernauts? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I sent you a bunch of um, dungeon crawler things not too long bought ago. the fuck out of undernauts i yeah. haven't played it yet but i bought the fuck out of it i can't wait i can't wait i think if i'm gonna do anything that's kind of like um like for the channel at least anything that's related to having uh like just a 
a general kind of like the essay bullshit that a lot of people do rather than just focusing on like what's new. I'll probably do like a retro, maybe not a retrospective, but I'll probably do like maybe a uh, series of videos dedicated to just dungeon crawlers because I fucking love dungeon crawlers. I'm talking yeah. about the first person uh, having like four or five enemies on the screen and then just having to make your own map type of bullshit dungeon crawlers. That's what's up. And I've done multiple searches on the internet to look at all the various dungeon crawlers that have ever existed, like even from like the fucking eighties. I'm talking about like Ultima, like the Damn. old school old shit, old right? Shit. Old shit. Eye of the beholder, all that old bullshit. In fact, it's just like that, like that, that feeling of having heard a song before mm -hmm. and just not knowing the name of it, you know, like bits and pieces of like some lyrics you're always wondering, like, what the fuck is the name? Like, I haven't heard it in a decade. I have that same shit with a singular dungeon crawler that I played, I think, back when I had a, it was like a modified Xbox. Like, I had an, okay, so, like, back in the day, okay. I had an Xbox that I soft modded, and mm -hmm. then I loaded up emulators, and that was basically, like, uh, instead of, like, playing emulators on a fucking computer like a loser, yeah. I played it on my Xbox like a, like a, like just a pussy slayer. So I played a whole shit ton of games on that fucking. I love that Xbox. I still have it, by the way. Does it still work? Uh, it does actually. Um, I had to. I had to do something with it. I forgot what it was. There was something with it. I had to swap out like a drive or something like that in order to get it work again. But, um, but I played that like back in the early two thousands, like right before. Uh, I think the 360 and like the PlayStation 3 came out, like because they were selling them super cheap. Modded the fuck out of it and played the fuck out of emulators on that thing. And a whole, I burned a whole bunch of Xbox games on that bitch too. <laughs> it was so fun. But I remember playing a dungeon crawler. I never finished it, but I vividly remember. Like I know, I could actually describe a portion of the map. It's mm -hmm. like in the shape of like an E or something like that. And I, I've never been able to find out what fucking game it is. Hmm. And I've been thinking about it for damn near like going on 20 years. Holy fuck. So, yep. I would so, love to hear your retrospective view of first person dungeon crawlers as I it applies it. to the one, the, the type of stuff that you, you enjoy about dungeon crawlers, the, the genre as it's evolved to what it is now. And like, because now when you get into dungeon crawlers, most of it is anime-esque type of shit. Yeah. Which is kind of fucking weird. But I, so I, here's a, I get why it's like that. So here's the thing, though. Even, like, uh, the, the dungeon crawler that I, like, I have the most fondest memories of uh, was Shining in the Darkness. Right? right? And that was, like, for the Genesis. Now, I might have been, might have been for other systems, but I only remember it on the Genesis. And specifically because the introductory song and like even like the presentation, like the presentation is essentially when you start the game, it's essentially like kind of like a dude in a wizard outfit in a in a rocking chair and mm -hmm. he's asleep until you start the game. And so basically, as you go through the menus to like start and load a game or start a play a new game, like he wait you wake him up and essentially what it's trying to convey is that he's basically telling you a story. Oh, you know, you know, so you're talking to him. You want to hear him reminisce about this tale of, you know, like this hero who goes in to save the princess type thing. 
And so it was something about the uh just kind of like that aesthetic uh the genesis music because i love genesis music genesis genesis uh, music was so fucking good it's so fucking good and the game is like super simplistic like you have a a castle area where like the story starts and takes place and then you have a singular city and then a singular cave so you go to the cave you do your shit and then whenever you run out of resources you come back out of the cave you go to the city you buy uh, weapons and things like that. And as you progress further into the cave, the dungeon or whatever, uh, it actually progresses things inside of the city, uh, like story moments, uh, increases like the type of weapons and things that are available in the shops and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of like that back and forth. Uh, well, at least whenever I was a kid, I just thought it was fascinating. Dude, and this game it was sick as fuck. And it was kind of anime as fuck but anime as fuck in like the 80s the late 80s early yeah. 90s sense so it was anime as fuck but maybe in a way that's way more nostalgic than what anime as fuck means like in modern times because because we owe the shit yeah well so there were two different covers uh for the for the game uh so the the american version was kind of like our it, it looked like american anime type of shit um kind of like a mix yes. of um Don Bluth, I think, was it? Yeah. It's Don like Bluth. Cheap it's, ass it's looking kind of Disney Bluth. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it oh, looks like, right. um, yeah, yeah. what is it? Black Cauldron is what this reminds me of. Or Dark okay. Cauldron. And then the Japanese version reminds me of a lot of the Alundra cover, which came way after this fucking game. Um, so, like a almost skinny, youthful a kid with like clothes that don't really fucking fit him with giant boots, a fucking sword, a shield hanging out with some hot princess chick beating <laughs> the fuck out of minotaurs. Like, I mean, it's, uh, the game looks dope. The game looks dope. The fucking cover art looks dope. Um, yeah, it's a fucking shame that this is not a game that's still around. Oh shit. You're right. Shit, you know what? I bought an entire fucking Sega Saturn because they have uh what is it? Uh oh my god, what's the fucking uh <laughs> fucking type it on the fucking uh You're talking about like the Shining Soul like series and No, uh I think because they, they have like uh Shining Force, mm -hmm. which is kind of like uh kind of like more strategic, kind of like a it's a it's um, a tactical RPG. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like within the same world, um, but the dungeon crawlers uh, were different. Uh, there was um, a different set of games. So Shining Force, I think the Shining Force was the tactical games, mm -hmm. and then the Shining, uh, Shining the Holy Ark. That's the that's the fucking name. So I guess apparently what happened is that uh, they went through. I think kind of like how Final Fantasy did it. So there's a whole bunch of fucking tactical games i do believe at some point they even did rpgs right yeah so i think shining maybe shining force was the rpgs there's <clears throat> i don't it, remember yeah it seems like they're this um this series is pretty deep i think it's just called the shining series like i mean there's yeah. like shining resonance on the fucking ps3 shining soul one and two on the game boy advance um yeah, I don't know. This is it goes pretty fucking deep. It goes deep, but I do believe the last dungeon crawler 
was shining the holy ark okay <clears throat> so unfortunately the dungeon crawlers I, you know dungeon crawlers kind of like didn't weren't in fashion i think during this during this era like they were uh they were very popular in like the late 80s mm-hmm. or the 80s and the early 90s but then as time it kind of time went on like that whole type of gameplay kind of like went out the the last game that i remember that i thought like oh fucking dungeon crawler was um what was that oh god damn it uh grimrock i think that's what it's called something of grimrock i think it's legend of Legends grimrock of Grimrock, yeah Legends of Grimrock. So Legend of Grimrock is probably the the most modern uh, one that I really know of. I haven't heard of that game in so long. Oh, and it's tough as fuck. I, I can't even get past like the introductory section in the fucking game. The first game, I think. So it's it's tough. Like it's very brutal. It's a very brutal game. Who made this game? Which one? Grimrock? Yeah. I don't fucking know. There's some randos. Oh. Yeah. So they have their, I think the almost human games is what they're called. Okay. I don't, I don't know who they are. I think these, this is the, I think this is the game that they're known for. I don't know if they've done anything else. Uh, doesn't look like it. It kind of seems like this is their bag. Hmm. So that's probably not what Sonfall is though. No. So <laughs> probably not at all. Yeah. So we're it's talking about rhythm based. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about probably way better games. Yeah. And it does look like uh Soundfall we're just jumping back to it. That's the last of the fucking <laughs> list uh for the uh expensive PlayStation uh tier. It, no, this uh, is the well, this is the extra version. Oh, this is the extra. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. This is for for like the huge the people who got come uh, oh on people with the big ass wallets mm. they just slay slay pussy all day long yeah yeah the premium titles um they're all right yeah i guess yeah we can get into them we can get into them uh well go through it real quick siphon okay. filter so psp version uh psp game siphon filter siphon filter was like what a third person kind of like uh maybe not a military shooter but uh, like a stealthy kinda, shooter, yeah, kind of like a stealth shooter type thing. Yeah. All right. Um, Blade Dancer: Lineage of Light for PSP uh, says it's an RPG. I'm not really too sure what kind of RPG. Never heard of Blade Dancer. Me either. Yeah. So, uh, cool. I this guess. is an enhanced uh, version with improved graphics, rewind, quick save, and video filters. So basically, it's like an emulator. Okay. Um, this emulator type shit. So they try to scale it uh, to fit better because I think the P. I forget what the PSP resolution is. It's, it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. It's pretty small. So uh, yeah, they not, try to it's blow like it up. Four eighty or some shit. I uh, it might be. It might yeah. even be less than that. Um. So they try to make the game look better. You know, when it's blown up uh, on a modern TV. Uh, rewind features in case like you make a mistake you can basically rewind quick saves and video filters if you know stuff like that uh the next one is another psp game this is pursuit force um i remember this game it's like really yeah it's i think it's got like a cop car on the cover or something that's all i remember about it i don't know shit about this game i just remember seeing it on shelves and being like i have zero interest in this Oh, you're right. It does have a police car on the cover. Yeah. Um, so this looks holy fuck. Uh this might be 
this looks like a really crazy mismatch of kind of like maybe some GTA ish type mm -hmm. shit, but also some like racing sections. It seems like they try to mix a whole fuckload of genres. Yeah. And they probably did. Ugh. It's kind of like, uh, what do you say? Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Yep. This is probably shit at all of those. Yep. Yikes. But uh, this next game there. looks fucking good, though. Yes. Okay. So the next game, if uh, if you if you got a huge dick and a big wallet, Ghostbusters: The Video Game Remastered for PlayStation yeah, yeah. Four. I don't know why this is on the the premium one, but from what I can remember, before Harold Ramis died, mm -hmm. he wrote a story, and this is supposed to be essentially Ghostbusters Three. <clears throat> basically, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is supposed to be Ghostbusters Three, and so. They have legit uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson. So the four Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. they have them all in. They have a story that's uh, written by the original writer. They have all of the original Ghostbusters. Bam. So maybe that's why it's the rim. I don't know. I'm part of the maybe. premium, but it's supposed to be a really good fucking Ghostbusters game yep. and essentially a great Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better than Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was mid as fuck. Yeah. What was the, uh, was Afterlife the one with uh, Paul Rudd? Yes. Paul Rudd and the uh, kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. If any, oh god, and they all. So, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the there's like um. The movie trailer, I was all in until they did, the they had the original Ghostbusters theme, and I think they slowed it down. Yeah, kind of like the, the that whole thing what they do with uh movie trailers now, where they slow down, like either a super move. popular an old uh, like an old some old song or something like that. Yeah, dude, I fucking hate or it. Or they have, like, somebody who sings it, like, really sad. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. I fucking hate it. They, but... They, they, they did that with mm. the uh, new Transformers shit with the fucking Biggie uh, song in it. And it, it's like, it just keeps going, if you don't know, now you know. And it just, so they just slow it down, reverb it over and <laughs> over and over again in the new... And I'm just like, Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you if you're not going to play the song right. Get the, get the fuck out. I'm not into it. Um, yeah. You know, just have, have like, I don't know, what's his, uh, who's the old fuck who, who does, uh, who does all the music for all of the big, uh, the big movies. Uh, Hans Zimmer or something like yeah. that. Just have Hans Zimmer just like do some, do like a, you know, a one minute piece. Like just yeah. throw like 20 trailers at his old ass and just yeah. have him like compose song for for all of the trailers like stop doing this shit man yeah. like for real yeah for real for real on god you know, on god my god <laughs> it's gonna be like sorry miss jackson <laughs> for real <laughs> could you imagine just there's like, fucking took that song slowed it down no just had somebody talk the lyrics <laughs> i'm just sorry talk miss jackson oh god there was a commercial too that i saw the other day <laughs> that was um it was it it was slam poetry through the whole commercial. And I was like, <laughs> I get what they're um, trying to do, but I fucking, I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Dude. I think, I think by the time, like I, by graduated, like 
middle school, I think slam poetry was probably like already like already did out of out of the whole thing. Like slam poetry was probably a thing like in the early 90s, like in the New York area. And once you got past that, like everything just got fucking white and weird. Yeah, I think the moment you walked out of Brooklyn and you were still doing slam poetry, like you should have just got beat up. Maybe L.A., but like anywhere else, probably not. So I do remember at some point, uh, let me find out how old this was, but uh, Def Jam, uh, they had like a Def Poetry Jam or something like that. Yes, (laughs) yes. I remember that. Yeah. Oh. uh, that was that was interesting, and this was like oh god, this was early two thousands. I thought it was yeah. way earlier than that, way earlier. Yeah, it started two thousand one. I think by the time uh, by the time this shit came out, I think people like just like nah, they were so over. Like, they were yeah. so over slam poetry. It's it's it keeps trying to make a comeback. Jesus Christ, slam yeah. fucking poetry. Anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for I'm the not qualified to, I'm not qualified to talk about it so I don't even know why I'm even having an opinion about it yeah same uh, <laughs> you know express yourself however you want to express yourself yeah. um, that being said the PlayStation uh, tiers are over with we have a few topics left in the show um, yeah we do and I some of these I'm really excited about yeah so um, Real quick, so we've had, in the past couple of weeks, we had a whole bunch of people talk about their financial statements, right? Um, I don't really give a fuck about any of them. Like, everybody's just like, uh, sales are down a couple of percent, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think Microsoft, like, was a huge thing where they're just like, hardware sales, negative 20%. Like, it's down 20% their hardware sales. So people aren't buying fucking Xboxes for whatever reason. Uh, Well, I mean, Redfall is probably one of those reasons. Uh, and to be honest, like, uh, the shit that's on the Microsoft, uh, libraries, uh, that's first party type of shit there. It's locked straight to the console. All that shit sucks. All that shit sucks. Um, it kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then outside of the, um, what is it? The, the Microsoft fucking cloud account bullshit that we talk about, like every fucking month, uh, the subscription plan. That's the only thing yeah. they got going for them. And you can just play that on your fucking PC. So who gets a shit? You can. So if you have a PC, um, that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah. So they are basically... Uh, 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 this isn't even part of the, the discussion, but yeah. I'll go down this road a little bit. Okay. Microsoft's whole thing is like they don't care where you play your Game Pass games. Uh, and we actually have a topic not too far down the, down the list where uh, this will come into play. But they don't care where you play your Game Pass games. They don't care if you play it on Xbox. They don't, clear, they don't care if you play it, on, play it on PC. They don't care if you play it on your Steam Deck. Or your motherfucking they just want phone. You on your motherfucking phone through xCloud. They just want you into their ecosystem, subscribing to their, to their subscription service. That's all they care about. And maybe to the detriment of Xbox, you know, as a hardware platform that they have. There's so many options that people just aren't going to buy the Xbox hardware, which kind of gets into like a weird space where. Well, not really. I guess you could just never play it natively. Mm -hmm. They just don't care anymore. Like, hey, uh, because like the, the way that Xbox Game Pass works 
is their server farms are essentially a whole bunch of Xbox uh, server blades. So they don't care necessarily if you purchase Xbox uh, home consoles. Again, it's kind of like a middle finger to people who enjoy that kind of experience, having Mm -hmm. a PlayStation 5, having a PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Mm -hmm. Xbox Series console underneath uh, your TV and your entertainment system. They kind of don't give a shit about you. So if they can sell the subscription service at the expense of the Xbox console users, they're going to do it. So if you're kind of like an Xbox fanboy and you're hoping that they fucking wipe the floor out of Sony and all this stuff, just be aware that at some point your Xbox console is essentially going to be a streaming system at some point. Yeah. Whether you like that or not. So either way, Nintendo was the only other company that I thought was interesting their hardware sales are down 20% year over year. So they sold 18 million units of hardware last year. And this year is basically covering their, um, their fiscal. So I think it was 22, I think it was 18 million. Uh, the year before that 2021 was their largest sales of hardware. I believe that, uh, was, I think it was like 28 million units or some bullshit like that. They sold a whole fuck ton. Uh, but now we kind of see that hardware sales are kind of like 20% down year over year. is kind of like their thing. This is not like Microsoft. They're not having trouble creating software that you want to play or having trouble producing consoles because of like some shortage. Nintendo is making the fuck out of Switches. Yeah, they're making the fuck out of those Zelda OLED switches. They're fucking, you know what I mean? Everywhere still, everywhere you can buy them. Like this is not a system that's going to be sold out. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe a couple of years from now, maybe a year for after the release of Tears of the Kingdom, after yeah. everybody's played the fuck out of that game. In fact, like what was it? Um, like you could find, you might still be able to find new versions. Of the Animal Crossing Switch. Yes. Which, by the way, I think is probably one of the most beautiful special edition Switches they've ever created. Mm-hmm. I love it. Just like the pastels yep. that they created for that game. It's a fucking amazing console. The yeah. the design on the dock itself. Oh, with all the little icons and all that other shit. Like, it's yes. really fucking cool. Yeah. Fucking good. It was amazing. I think that, like, I remember when that came out, it sold out immediately. And this was during the pandemic. Everybody yeah. was buying the fuck out of those things. Yeah. And then like six months later, all of a sudden they started fucking showing up again. Mm-hmm. And then I think I remember, I think it was like maybe late last year, 2022, mm-hmm. you could still go like on Best Buy's website and you can find those motherfuckers. Yeah. Fucking hell. So no, no, no. They're making tons of switches. It's just yeah. that uh, it's one of those things like outside of special edition switches. I think everybody's got a switch. Everybody who's Everybody got who a, a who's wanted, yeah, you know, they kind of got them. Mm-hmm. So I think we're we're starting to see kind of like the decline of the console as a whole. Yes. You know? The adoption uh, rate is fucking saturated. Yeah, it's saturated. Nintendo has, has pumped out hundreds of, well, not hundreds of, like more than 100 million. I think they've sold 125 million or so. God damn. Yeah, they sold a shit ton of switches. So 
by this point, I think anybody and the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is probably the last title that people really, you know, like really are going to. About. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is probably the last system that people really give a fuck about. Yeah. Um, so. At that at this point, now what? Because they're going to slowly start like the their console sales are going to slowly start to dwindle. Um, their their software sales maybe you know can keep up with it, but they're losing out on that revenue. Yeah, yeah. And the Switch itself is like six years old now. We're about to get into its seventh year. It's getting long in the tooth. We saw like if you've uh, looked at any of the reviews for Tears of the Kingdom, it kind of. It kind of, uh, it's not the best looking game, you know, no. it's a Zelda game. Yeah. And so at that point, like, you really don't give a shit, right? Yeah. And you're it's just going to have game. to, yeah, you have to accept some of the jank that's in there. Like when you get into a fucking, a tree and you're trying to pick up some fucking eggs and there's leaves around mm-hmm. you, the game slows the fuck down. You go from like 30 or 60 frames to like half of whatever the fuck you just had. It yeah. fucking drops. Um, so yeah, so you know the Switch. Uh, we've seen like what happened with Pokemon, the the latest Pokemon ones. Like that game released in a garbage ass state, and the Switch garbage. just wasn't powerful to wasn't it wasn't powerful enough to yeah. like to really like force it to run good. You know, like if you have a really powerful graphics card, if the game itself is optimized poorly, well, you just spent sixteen hundred dollars and you kind of force it to run good. You can't do that with the Switch. At this point, we're starting to see that the developers had have spent a ton of time, a fucking ton of time, to make sure that the game runs well. The Legend of Zelda <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom had a patch, a day one patch that dropped uh, shortly before launch that fixed a couple of uh, issues uh, as far as performance goes. So even we see that you know, the, the Legend of Zelda developers, as as tight as they're trying to make this game, uh, as performant as they're trying to make it, they still didn't have enough time. And I think from what we've speculated, that Tears of the Kingdom was probably held back for a while. Oh. <clears throat> so, you know, to, Nintendo kind of does that shit. Sometimes they'll finish a game and they'll just sit on the motherfucker. Yeah, for sure. Until you know? they're just like, okay, now it's, yeah. now it's ready. So we kind of, we I think there's some speculation that... Uh, Fucking Tears of the Kingdom was the same way. They kind of sat on it for a bit. And who knows how much time that they spent just kind of like really tweaking and optimizing the game. And even then, by the time it hit launch day, because it was, I think we had a, didn't we have like a fucking delay for Tears of the Kingdom? I think it was supposed to release uh, earlier this year. I thought so too. Something like that. Yeah, I thought they pushed it back. Yeah, so even they thought that they needed to kind of like, you know, like uh, just kind of uh, polish it up a little bit more. So even then, they're having trouble like, the power of the the Nintendo Switch isn't enough to kind of overcome a lot of these like really intense optimization passes that developers have to go through. So at this point, we kind of think that now that hardware sales are starting to dwindle, that you know people who wanted a Switch they've already got it. They have their Switch. They don't care about the special editions that come out. They don't care about the OLED screen. The OLED's been out for like a couple of years at this point. So anybody who's gotten a Switch, unless it's dire, kind of like in a situation where 
I love Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's a T- Tears of the Kingdom Switch. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. This is probably it. Yep. Now, no huge drops like Pikmin, maybe, maybe a Metroid 4 before the uh, Switch is, you know, out. But outside of that, like, this is kind of the sign that Nintendo needs to to release something else. I, I agree. I agree. And maybe that was the the purpose of them <laughs> closing down all of the uh, e-shops and all this other stuff. They're 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 making way to allow the Switch be, to become a legacy console soon. Could be, yeah. Because yeah. there's no point in having huh. uh, multiple legacy uh, e-shops open and running. Uh, you want to limit that to like one system, and they had it up for three, so something like that. Yeah, yeah. The Wii U, on top the Wii, of the, and the fucking 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they're expecting another fall of 20% in hardware sales by the next year. So they they don't see this, they don't see this going up or stabilizing at any point. Uh, I pretty much at this point, there's an expectation that this is just going to be a downward trend. That it's they they're gonna need they're gonna need a way to either uh stabilize this fall or spike it up by introducing maybe a new system yeah you know nintendo feels good they sold 125 million they're probably going to sell somewhere close to like 150 million switches by the time this thing just stops existing yeah they probably want to sell another 150 million switch uh new new pieces of hardware yeah going forward yeah they'd love to do this again they'd love to just make money hand over fist make billions of dollars through movie sales, make billions of dollars in software sales. They want to sell another game that people will buy 50 million copies of. They want to sell even better Mario if Kart they can make it. on the next system. <laughs> oh God. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, fuck. Mario Kart <clears throat> eight. Two. Or they decide, they decide, Hey, you know what guys, we're going to bring smash ultimate. We're going to, we're going to, we're gonna we're gonna do something to it for the new Switch hardware. We're gonna release like I don't know Smash Brothers Ultimate Plus or some bullshit like that. You know what Smash makes, Ultimate Deluxe. Fuck me. You know what I wonder is if maybe they just keep the Switch around and they create a new dock that it plugs into that just ups the graphics. They could because. The the dock is what tells it to like do a bunch of shit. <coughs> I'm sure the hardware is. Uh... So here's the thing, though. Yeah. Um, if they do that, that means they have to. They still have to create games for two SKUs. Mm. They have to have developers Switch because, Pro like, and Switch Lite type of shit. Yeah, that that yeah. would essentially be it because the kind of like the the shit that kind of sucks about Xbox. Is that, and this is like, I'm not a developer for like video game consoles, but as as somebody who has to develop for an Xbox console, you have to make sure that the game works great on not just the Series X, but also the Series S. Microsoft enforces feature parity for the most part. So if your game runs on a Series X, but shits the bed on a Series S, they will not certify your game. That will kick it back to you and to make sure that it runs uh, in some sort of like equivalent nature on the Series S. 
you know, I'm talking about like if the if you have to if the only way to get it running on the Series S is to like fucking knock down the resolution. Yeah. Uh, you know, lower quality settings on a whole bunch of stuff in order to get the game running. You know, that's not just something that you can necessarily tick a box for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. There's there's like equilibrium there. And obviously, there's some developers who are going to spend more time it, on it than others, but that just that's still some consideration that you have to make during development, and that costs money. You know, developer time is money. Hella fucking expensive. Super expensive. So any extra time that you have to spend in order to make sure that it runs fine on like the lowest common denominator, but also making like a game that feels like it should be like next gen or whatever the fuck you want to call mm-hmm. it. That's dev time. That's extra money that you're not getting compensated for. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not paying you to make sure that it works fine on the, the you know, the handheld version of the new switch. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to create a single system. Um, they're probably going to keep with the handheld. But outside of that, I don't fucking know. Honestly, I think they're... I, I don't think they they want to go through the whole like Wii U thing again. Mm-hmm. I think they want to make something new. So yeah. honestly, I, I don't think... I don't think the new Switch is going to be compatible with the old one. Or not. maybe not. I don't want to call it a Switch. Their new console... I don't believe it's going to be compatible with the old one. I, I don't think so. I don't believe it. Uh, I think that's probably the best bet. Uh, backwards compatibility was, was a super fun thing uh, during, you know, the, the lifespan of the PS1, PS2, PS3 era. Uh, but what they, you know, uh, companies start to learn real quickly is that that becomes unsustainable uh, and becomes troublesome. Now, Xbox Not- has been able to do it sort of, uh, right, inside of their library. Sort of. Sort of. Um, so from at least from the the discussions that I've heard from people uh, like tied to Sony, tied to Xbox, uh, at least for Xbox, their backwards compatibility stuff was a nice to have. But the problem is it's not very it's not really used by a whole bunch of people. Not a lot of people really take advantage of it. It's a very, very small portion. Damn. Very small. So they did it for the love of the game. (laughs) They did it for the love of the game, essentially. Yeah. Uh, The only reason why Xbox One works on Series X consoles is because it's basically an evolution of hardware. That's how all of these things work. PlayStation 4 games work on PlayStation 5 because it's basically an evolution of the hardware. Yeah. So it's using like the same style of architecture. Um, the only difference is, is that the way I think the way Xbox does it versus, uh, PlayStation is a little bit different. Uh, PlayStation essentially has kind of like a PS4 mode Mm -hmm. for the PlayStation five. So it, uh, it, I think from what it does, it modifies like hardware, um, internally to say like, okay, so the PlayStation four is kind of equivalent to like, you know, the CPU running at these megahertz the uh, GPU running at this uh, power level. And so when we detect a PlayStation 4 game being inserted into the PlayStation 5, we knock the power draw. We knock the power to the CPU and the GPU, and we turn on these settings specifically so it kind of mimics as best as we can the PlayStation 4. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's really no engineering outside of that obviously they had to engineer it in order to have that work as as it was but essentially 
it's just kind of handicapping the hardware. So the problem with that is that you don't necessarily get bonuses for putting a PlayStation 4 disc into your PlayStation 5. The developer has to Enable specifically a create a patch. Yeah. Yeah, they have to create a patch in order to take advantage of the new hardware. Otherwise, it's going to default to like PS4 mode. And yep. it's basically run the exact same way on your PS4, uh, regardless of whether you stick it in your PS5. And I, I think that's a generally, generally how most console makers are going to uh, do that going forward. They're going to stick with the same architecture, or at least uh, thereabouts. So that way they can just have a basically a de facto backwards compatibility mode without having to do a whole bunch of extra work. I think it's fine. I think it's fine too. Yeah. Switch though. Like, I don't think we're going to have like what we had with the, uh, what was it? The, was it the DS? Like the DS, like if you got one of the original DS and I think the DS Lite, you had the Game Boy Advance uh, slot at the bottom, right? The Uh, DSi. But then whenever, and the DSi, I think, was the DSi, did the DSi have it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And then after that, the 3DS, they're like, fuck Game Boy Advance, like no more. Yep. So I think Nintendo's kind of learned, like, maybe nobody gives a fuck about that cartridge slot. Yeah. Uh, nobody gives a fuck about uh, backwards compatibility. We want to sell 150 million units, and we also want them to rebuy Mario Kart 50 more million times. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Same. Yeah. Um, so probably if if we wanted to be super optimistic, maybe we'll have an announcement for new Switch hardware uh, end of this year, maybe beginning of next year, with a release maybe fall 2024, but uh, they've already come out and said that there's not going to be any um, fiscal year. I think the the 2024 fiscal year, according to Japan and Nintendo, uh, ends in March of 2024. So that's the end of their 2024 fiscal year. So technically, I believe 2025 fiscal year will be anywhere between like April to... uh, March uh, 2024 or 2025. Yeah. So I think next fall, probably when we're going to see a new switch hardware, but we'll see. We'll see what's up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay stay optimistic with you though on that one. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, uh, I'm dumb. I'm going to buy whatever the fuck they have next. So then it's like, so as soon as they introduce it, like I'm going to buy another fucking switch. Because I'm dumb. Um, so uh, next up, probably the biggest thing that people were wondering: Hollow Knight Silk Song was delayed again. <laughs> delayed. Um, oh fuck me! I don't uh, even so know this... why it's getting delayed so much. Do you? Do you have any like insight on why it's being delayed? Like it is? Absolutely not. Damn. It's an indie game. I think developed by a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really love the fuck out of Hollow Knight. Yep. And apparently uh, people were super pumped about Silksong. But if the developers were the kind of people who spent enormous amounts of time making sure their game is fucking perfect before it releases, and they have essentially no reason to release a game until it's perfect. Yeah. You know, because they're probably... They don't have big investors like... Like, nope. like how Redfall did, right? So like, all of no our dumbasses, all of our dumbasses gave them a ton of fucking money. Mm-hmm. So 
they they have no reason to to speed this along. The game is going to come out whenever they fucking feel like it. Yep. And I think the only thing that people are maybe upset about is that Microsoft, I don't know what their I don't know what the collaboration was, but Microsoft had Hollow Knight Silk Song as part of their showcase last year. And part of the I don't I don't want to call it a promise. It was like an informal promise. The claim was is that Microsoft was like, yo, all these games that you see at the showcase, next 12 months. Next 12 months, you're going to be playing these motherfuckers. Mostly true. Mostly uh, true. The problem was is that most of the games that people really cared about, Silk Song, Redfall, Starfield, they got delayed out of that out of their original release date. Mm. So I think Redfall technically made it. But Redfall still got a delay. But, uh, I mean, we got Redfall, and you see how everybody's <laughs> treated it. I actually I actually finished Redfall, I think, last week. No. I finished Redfall last week, yeah. You know, I was already, I was already balls deep into it anyways. I think I was only, I was only like four or five missions away from, uh, from beating it. You're like, uh, and I did. Muscle, just wrap it up. And that's what I fucking did. I wrapped it the fuck up, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's not a very good game single player. Maybe it's fun because with in co-op because you have other people to play with, so you have something to do between yourselves other than noticing all the dumb bullshit that really isn't there mm-hmm. in Redfall. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh that just points to that Redfall was fucked for a long time. And there was no amount of delay that was going to fix this shit. None. Absolutely none. They, they, tried, they tried to go in a direction. And then it just wasn't working. And at this point, like this is kind of like a sunk cost fallacy type thing. Damn. They were just way too deep into it. And at that point, they're just like, uh, all right, so this game is shit. Uh, we need to polish it up. Make sure that everything at least works and we need to get it the fuck out the door. And even then, like it was still kind of fucked. The AI sucked. Um, there was a lot of bugs. It was pretty bad. You could finish the game, but you know, but, like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the in, entirely the best. Like it didn't put it best. It didn't put its best foot forward. That's for unfortunate. Sure. That's unfortunate. So that's what happened. Um, Silk song got delayed. That was, that was, um, so it's no longer meeting that 12 month time window. Uh, they haven't given us an ETA. Uh, I think it was the, the marketing, the marketing dude mm-hmm. came out on Twitter and was just like, Hey guys, uh, we need to delay it. It's no longer coming in the first half of Q1, 2023. And by the time they came out to tell us this, we were basically at the end of Q1, 2023. God damn. So. They wanted to preempt the ending of that quarter to tell us that it was going to be delayed. So if they waited this fucking long to tell us and didn't want to give us an a ETA yeah. on the finish, that it's means they're, they don't even want to, they don't even want to put it out there about Q4 2020. They don't want to say it's going to be ready holiday. They don't want to have to get the blowback for that shit. So they're just like, 
it might be 2024. Like, we don't fucking know. And we don't want to make a promise that it's going to be in 2023. So we're just not going to say anything. Damn. Damn. That's, Yikes. um, yeah. If you're a fan, that's unfortunate. This, yeah. This yeah. is, um, you know, you have to wait a while, but that being said, have to wait there, there are a lot of fucking, uh, good Metroidvanias that are out right now. They're, they're coming out like oh, every yeah. fucking couple weeks. So there's a lot to play out there if you if you're just jonesing for a good Metroidvania. A lot of them have very tight controls, very similar to Hollow Knight. So just you know, look around. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like it, it's fine too. Like this is just this is just what happens when marketing doesn't necessarily line up with development. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like this is one of those industries where like this is the kind of shit that happens. Um, it's kind of a weird part of the industry. Like, yeah. uh. The only people that get disappointed with uh, delays uh, in most development, it's all internal, mm-hmm. you know, like it's uh, your project manager. Just like, oh, man, we're not going to be able to like we told management that we were going to do this. It was part of like these were part of our goals for the year. You know, these were like our first half goals and we're no longer going to, you know, uh, successfully, you know, get credit for the bonus, like blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like most of this, most of these development projects like all of this stuff is handled internally. Like for whatever reason, video games is so, so weird when it comes to like the announcement and like the, all the marketing that it has to go up to release. Yep. Like it's the only industry that I know of that is super, super hardcore about this kind yep. of stuff. Yeah. And this is, this is basically what happens. And unfortunately it actually leads to games getting released way before they should. Yeah, because we always got to know what are they working on? When are they going to release it? When yes. are we going to hear about it? We want to hear a trailer. I feel like uh, I the hype factory behind the video game industry sometimes can be pretty toxic to dude developers so not just that, and to fans. And we're not we're not helping the issue either. You know, the, the two of there us, <laughs> the two of us, because there's yeah. so there's so much media that has popped up that's being propped up by this whole vicious cycle yeah you know what i mean there's these industry insiders who like to leak information about upcoming upcoming games Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff announcing games before even the developers are ready to talk about it yeah you know what i mean so there's a whole like weird kind of fucking i don't know like um parasitic industry that just feeds off of this shit and unfortunately sometimes it leads to people making announcements before they really want to and making promises way in advance of you know what's realistic when it comes to just like the bullshit that goes along with the development and so it's an unfortunate thing but um i get to stand here sit here speak my manifesto and say fucked up things. So I'm yeah. all, I'm all here. I'm yeah. all here for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm in for it. Um, the, the next thing like on the list is the, uh, Asus ROG alley Z one extreme launch. Um, yeah. I, I just want to take a step back before we talk about this thing a little bit, because it was announced on April fool's day. I remember, uh, watching people's reaction to it. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, yeah. What is this? Another fucking joke. And then uh, the day after they're like, nah, this is fucking real. There were a lot of speculation about like the launch price. It looks like it's $700 at Best Buy. 
And that's the yeah. only place you can fucking pre-order it, right? Yeah. Right now. Fucking currently sold out. It is sold out. Actually, yeah. I was I was kind of scared because the um the non-extreme version of this uh of this uh, handheld is 600 bucks. Yeah. So, I figured that people were going to see the like the just like the small difference in price and people were just going to like just go after the extreme hardcore. Um but I think the I think the the Ali uh Z1 the Ally Fuck, I don't remember. Uh, Ally Z1, I think the thing held on in Best Buy, I think, for like a couple of days. Oh, shit. So it wasn't the immediate sellout that I thought it was going to be. But um, I thought I wasn't too sure, like, what the fuck was going on, because they didn't really talk too much about it. I don't know why they were being so secretive about about the launch. But uh, so the as a May 11th, that was a Thursday. It was the day before Breath of the Wild. So that Thursday, they had kind of like a official announcement of the uh, price as well as the uh, ship, I guess. Uh, So you could only pre-order it starting uh, Thursday, which I guess you can't do it anymore. Um, But the hardware actually ships to you sometime in June. So if you purchased it uh, when it launched on Thursday, you're going to get it sometime in June. Uh, Right now, it's only through Best Buy. Uh, No other retailers that I can think of are actually selling it. Um. They had some people that did some kind of uh, comparisons with the Steam Deck or just kind of like put it through its paces uh, that got dropped on Thursday. Uh, the only really interesting thing, though, is that uh, because like the the device is actually pretty powerful, mm-hmm. uh, it has a whole bunch of different kind of power profiles. You can run it at 10 watts of power, like uh, having the SOC run at 10 watts uh, to conserve battery life, as well as kind of like, uh, you know, tone down on how how fast the CPU and GPU combo is. Yeah. Um, at 10 watch, which matches the Steam Deck, the Steam Deck actually performs better mm. at, that, at that power profile. Obviously, that changes as you start getting up to like 15 watts, 20, 25. Uh, if you actually plug it in, like if you're actually tethered to a wall, you can run it in turbo mode at 30 watts. It spanks the fucking Steam Deck for sure. Oh, yeah. But, but if you're going to for whatever reason, if you're going to run it at 10 watts to kind of like conserve battery life, you actually get better performance on the Steam Deck, unfortunately. Mm. Which is weird for some reason. I, I don't know how they uh, managed to get beat by the Steam Deck. Which has been out forever now. Yeah, so I kind of see like this is the this is an opportunity for Valve to put out a, like a, an evolution of their current Steam Deck hardware. You know what I mean? Maybe not Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. Yeah. But you could kind of see it at least uh, like on a wattage basis, like watt for watt. Steam Deck could potentially still spank the uh, the ROG Ally. Damn. Uh, at the current pro, uh, power profile. Now, obviously, there's a whole bunch of other features that make the ROG Ally more compelling to purchase. Like... There is a series of docking stations, GPU docking stations that you can actually attach to this machine. I don't know if they've launched yet or if it's even able to be pre-ordered, but Asus was selling uh, what I think they're like, I think it's 1900. It's not very cheap. Uh, it's 1000, 1900, something like that. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's 1900. Uh, at least that's what I heard. If you want a laptop 4090, GPU that you can dock this 
Asus RG ally to, you can do that shit. And you were talking, talking about this with the Switch, right? Yeah. Now, this would work with the RG ally because, like, it's just a fucking, uh, essentially just a handheld PC. Yep. So, as a, as a PC user, you can go in there, you can fucking drop the resolution, you can drop the, uh, the like, the quality settings, you know? You can you can start tweaking just like individual fucking uh, like texture settings, anti-aliasing, uh, fucking you know ray tracing. You can texture quality. You can individually change all of those things on PC if you want to. So yeah. that kind of makes sense. If you want to play it on uh, your 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 laptop forty ninety, you know docking station, uh, you know you can crank up the settings to do that shit. But when you take it docked maybe you can lower it down to like you know low or medium settings and you know just truck like that yeah keep going that's that's kind of awesome yeah yeah but that's a huge fucking investment it's a huge investment to play yeah games on the go um but if you're if you're if you're a person who's like traveling a lot you're always on the fucking train you're always flying whatever Uh, i don't know Uh, and you're a fucking diehard pc player this could be fucking dope it could be. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is like with, at least with Steam, mm-hmm. you know, they have like those, uh, what's the, what's the fucking thing they have like made for Steam? Or those, there's like a, um, a setting for each of these games that are Steam verified, Steam oh, Deck yeah, verified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what this needs. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like you want to make it as easy as possible to ensure that you're getting like the best experience with whatever game is Steam. Uh, Steam Deck verified. Yeah. You don't want to have to like, cause this is, a, this is literally fucking windows 11 mm-hmm. running armory crate, which and I've said this over and over again. I fucking hate the armory crate software. Every time I restart windows, it's like, Hey bro, do you want to install armory crate? No, I don't. Cause it's garbage software. So, Armory Crate is kind of the um, management software that Asus is providing that kind of sits on top of Windows in order to manage, like, the different launchers, the games, and stuff like that. It's still kind of fucking buggy on the ROG Alley that I've heard, but they need to fix that shit in order to make sure that installing, uninstalling software, uh, making sure that when the games install, there is, like, an optimized, like, profile or setting dedicated to that game so that way people can just install software and run it the best that the rog ally can run it yeah instead of having to go in and tweak it every fucking time if you combine it with this docking station you don't have to fucking tweak it every time you attach it to the docking station take it off and then fucking tweak it again yep the moment you said yeah when you were talking earlier about like having to tweak your settings like swapping between like the docked mode versus undocked mode i immediately lost all interest in this thing. I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. Like at all. Right. At fucking all. The 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 whole point of portable gameplay is ease of access. I shouldn't have to be in portable gameplay mode and spend fifteen minutes of the little bit of time that I have while traveling or taking a dump or whatever the fuck I'm doing, uh doing a bunch of settings to a game to make it fucking run. So uh that being said, I, I do I do agree with you. These games should just launch into a uh, ROG ally mode that's uh, predetermined where it just injects fucking, I don't know, some DLL or something like that. It just makes the settings the way that it should be. 
do something. Yeah, yeah that's the if if the ROG ally can do it. And to be fair, I didn't look at enough reviews to see if there there is a way to do that, uh, like out of the box. Yeah. But it kind of seems like they were just kind of fucking tweaking these settings in order to do performance uh, metrics. That sucks. But yeah. So hey, man. Hey, let me know in the comments if I'm if I'm fucking out of pocket when it comes to that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, otherwise, we're like, making a lot of sounds, assumptions here. I'm making a lot of assumptions. But in me and like in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. that's the fucking nail in the coffin for the ROG Ally. Like if you literally have to set up each of these games to make sure they perform correctly on the ROG Ally. In each of these performance profiles, you know, 10 watts, 15, all this stuff. Oh, God. If you have to, you know what I mean? Like, if you have to tweak it in order to take advantage of the extra power at the expense of battery life, instead of having the ability to just have the RG Ally, like, dynamically tweak the settings every time you get into, a like, a bigger power profile, then it's, fuck, at that point, like, it's the extreme, it's the people who are willing to spend the time to do that every fucking time to find oh the God. best experience for each individual game. Yeah. When you're tweaking that. from 10 Watts to 30 Watts in a five watt increment, your, Fuck your that. setting changes become exponential, which is fucking yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying, I'm not buying a handheld so that I can spend an hour every mm. fucking time I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. So I know like, Oh, okay. Like, well, like I want to play, I want to play it for more than an hour and a half. So, you know, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking like find like the best power profile and then find the best settings for each of these power profiles. So that way it, you know, performs, you know, like how I want it to No, that's instantly no. stressful. Yep. Yeah. Fuck all that. Uh, good luck. Fuck son. all that. Uh, if, good you, luck. if you, if you picked it up, um, I, I hope that your experience isn't that bad because that would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, we'll find it in June when a whole bunch of people get their hands on it. Yep. Yep. Um, got the uh, Sony State of Play 2023 coming up. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. This is still a rumor. So. This is still a rumor, but we're thinking that it's going to be coming at the end of this month with an announcement of maybe the date when it's going to happen, maybe towards the end of this week, maybe early next week, but uh it it sounds like it's it sounds like it's revving up. There's a lot of fucking rumors going along uh, right now. Nobody really knows what's going to be there though. Um, but there's one of the things that that popped up recently was the Bloodborne remake, which has kind of popped up for a while now. But yeah. uh, now we have more people talking about a Bloodborne remake, which would be fucking dope. We had Demon Souls uh, get remake for the uh, mm-hmm. launch of the PlayStation Five. Amazing, I fucking love that game. So the fact that a Bloodborne remake is kind of being talked about kind of gets me excited that maybe something actually might be happening this time, but we'll find out. Uh, next was a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which I've never played Metal Gear Solid 3. I've played I the either. first two. I haven't either. Uh, I I heard that it's dope as fuck. It's supposed to be really fucking good. Yeah, it's like the best of the solid games for yeah. sure. So I need to play it. And honestly, like you could probably start with Metal Gear Solid 3 because the fucking timeline doesn't make a doesn't goddamn make lick of sense. sense. It doesn't, it doesn't no. matter at all. It didn't make fucking sense with Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 1. It didn't make sense for Metal Gear Solid 2. Like then and like. Ugh. And they're, they're each one of the games takes place at a different timeline. In the wrong Snake. order. In the wrong order. Yeah. Yes. In the wrong order. And then they, I, you know, there's. The, they they keep uh, retroactively changing the story. Yeah, by being like, oh, we told you the wrong information. 
you're actually a clone yeah. of this guy's fucking left testicle. You know, like just it's it's fucking weird. Um, just play for the gameplay. Uh, Metal yeah. Gear Solid Three. If it if it does get a remake, I I'm in. I'm in. It was a good fucking I'm game. I'm in too. Um, the next God bless though. Kojima. God bless Kojima. But yeah. fuck that guy can't can't put out a coherent story. No, and um, I think that's I, it, it's the same with him and uh, God damn it, the near automata dude. Uh, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro. They, they cannot yeah, tell a coherent story either. But what they do tell is a compelling story. Yes, they do. And, and so. coherent and compelling. Uh, <laughs> I think I would go more for compelling. For uh, you know what I think coherent. so too. Yeah, uh, I'll do Lock it. Lock me into it and then make me go. What the fuck did I just do? What the fuck yeah. was that? How does this make any sense? And I'm okay with that. I just fucked a dragon. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, but I just did it. So I did it. Uh, well, we're here now. Yep. Um, but yeah, there, there's also talk about maybe something going on with Castlevania. Give me a new Castlevania, God damn it, please! We, like, yeah, legit. You know, and don't do don't uh, do me a two D side scroller. Give me a fucking a uh, a fucking uh, again. Was it Lords of? Uh, don't give me Lords Lord? of Shadow. Give me Lords of Shadow. I want. Oh, okay. I I want a want? Ragnarok fucking style. Uh, I want I want a lore driven, story driven, uh, push through a town into the castle into Dracula's chamber, telling me a bunch of shit. I want to fight the fuck out of a bunch of vampires, and I want it. To, I want it to just be linear. I don't want this fucking Metroidvania bullshit. It's okay to get away from it. Tell a compelling, fun story through the Castlevania series. You have vampires. You have infinite fucking lore behind this game tell me something I really new. do tell yeah, me something do. new there's so much it. they could do you um, know what i'd be good i'd be good with that i'd be good with that i you know what like uh symphony of the night like that was a thing yeah uh the fucking 3ds and the ds uh castlevania games all like they were good. all fucking amazing yep yeah you know what like i think i think we've uh I think we've been through enough of those, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like you were saying, like there's tons of like Metroidvania, like ish games that are coming out. It's a, it's a popular game, you know, game uh, style. Yeah. So we don't necessarily need to have Konami or Sony and Konami do another variation of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we should get like, I don't know, like 150 million, you know, dollar budget game. Yeah. And just like blow it out, do some yeah, just fucking blow out some assholes yeah. with that fucking shit. You just, know what I mean? I mean, if 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 they're going to dig into an IP that's uh, as beloved as Castlevania and has been around like more fucking ever, yeah. um, then dig deep, dig deep, go all out, make it something good, and and redeem yourselves as a company. Uh, develop something that's gonna like float you financially for the next like 10 fucking years you know that yeah that's what there's their big bangers do they they've done that through their the entirety of the fucking uh side scrolling series yeah like everybody's either been like some sort of like belmont or some somebody related to the a la carte family yeah and there's just a whole fucking bunch of them you know yeah. what settle down Get some, get some, flesh out some of these stories and make something just fucking amazing and compelling. Like yeah. the time frame that all of this stuff, ha- like they could do some like really crazy, like bloodborne esque yeah. kind of like, um, uh, who's the, who's the fucking, who's the fucking dude? Uh, uh 
the um the 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 horrorish the body horror kind of like the god damn it i'm too drunk for this shit Oh, uh, you're talking about Geiger? No, there's Geiger. Oh, you're talking about the fucking guy who did like the fly and all that other stuff, like those old fucking movies. No, just like the the fucking like dude in like the fucking 18th century with like the oh. the eldritch horror bullshit. Oh yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, do they can do some fucking Lovecraftian shit, man. Yeah, do some Lovecraftian bullshit. Oh my god, with, like, the, get, okay. the fucking yeah, you know what I mean. So so Castlevania as a whole has been moving forward in time, right? So like yeah. your 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 older games obviously taking place in like the 1600s, 1700s and stuff like that. The later Nintendo DS games were like in the 2000s. So they're taking place oh, in modern times. But you're still going into a castle and some of these the castle is appearing in the middle of like French towns or whatever the fuck, right? Like it just yeah. pops up and you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like we're just like strolling around Paris going shopping. Now there's a castle. We got to get the fuck <laughs> in there and see what the fuck's going on. Holy shit. I'm Dracula. What the fuck is going on? Type of shit. I think yeah. they could bring this into, you know, they could bring it into 2025. Be like, boom, it's this year. Real shit's going on. COVID hmm. was Dracula. <laughs> like, and and just make it Eldritch as fuck. And it's okay. uh, in, in the middle of a fucking uh, European town, modern day type of shit. And it's all taken over. I mean, like, look at the Castlevania the anime or that came out. The very first uh, season, it, it could start with something like that. Like, Dracula's back, and he's mad, and he's like, I'm calling all of hell, and I'm going to dominate the countryside. And then the Belmonts come back out, and they're like, the entire fucking landscape is on fire. There are demons everywhere. Bro, what... Could you imagine if they did Castlevania in the in an anime style, oh just like God. that shit? Oh, dude, that would be sick as fuck. That'd be sick as fuck. I'm down. I'm down. They're gonna fuck it up. I mean, whatever they, they make is gonna uh, suck. Uh, <laughs> there's, oh. there's nothing that they can do that is gonna uh, surpass my expectations of how good this series should be. Oh um, no! Oh no! You've you've already just. If okay, you just if, if, blown okay. Up, your expectations okay. are out of All control right. already. So if Castlevania comes out know. and it sucks, and what was the other game that we were talking about? If it sucks, um, so if these two games come out and they both suck, this is definitely a simulation. What was it? Uh, oh fuck, I forgot. I forgot too. I forgot too. Oh, it's been so long since we started talking about this yeah, shit. Oh, it's been like forty five minutes since we said whatever that other thing was, <laughs> and just like completely emptied out of my mind. Um, yeah. Let's uh let's shift it over into the Diablo Four. Oh yeah, slam. Diablo Four Server Slam. Uh, so. so yeah, so uh, I uh, think uh, the world boss is called Ashiva. Okay, it's called Ashiva. Um, so yeah, so the Server Slam concluded. I was able to go through, get to level twenty. I basically got all of the bonuses you can get uh, for uh, participating in the Server Slam. Uh, it was fun. I played as a sorcerer. Every time I play these fucking type of games, like I always start with sorcerer first. I did a, a chain lightning with, uh, I think, ice and a little bit of, uh, I think, uh, my core skill was like some lightning based skill. Um, but I played on tier two, which was the hardest tier that was available during the server slam. Uh, basically, you have harder enemies. You get 25% more gold and like XP or something like that. Uh I had fun. It was viable. 
the cinematics are all fucking amazing. Blizzard yeah. is amazing at cinematics. Holy shit. Oh, God. Oh, God, they're so good. They're such a and fucking hype factory, dude. They really are. The, um, the fucking crazy, like, <laughs> so Diablo's fucking weird. They have these super British European motherfuckers, and everything seems to be kind of like Slavic. I don't know if that's it always everybody always felt like they were Russian or something like that. Like most of like the poor people, yeah. like the main characters were like British as fuck, English as fuck. But then like all the townspeople, all the poor townspeople, they seem to be like just more East like Europeans, East Europeans. Yeah, if they that's what they all sounded like. Damn. Uh, but I, you know, that's probably like part of the series, but I didn't play Diablo three. So, hey, fuck me. So I don't know. I'm talking on my ass. But. um you know it's it was great there was a lot of um like the story behind lilith inarius uh rathma i believe is the son of lilith and a rat and inarius i think i think they're like a father mother combination like shit's going out of control and like the son gets involved uh and whatnot it was fantastic i enjoyed it it's super edgelord as fuck which like really appeals to like middle school me yeah um the combat was great like i didn't have any issues soloing any of the content um at least for because i don't think i was like the meta build for for sorcerers everybody was doing like some sort of like firewall build or some shit like that uh i was just having fun with it so just as just a casual single player uh playthrough loved it absolutely great i got a whole bunch of rares i got a couple of legendaries out of it um i i killed the world boss with with fucking pugs it was amazing. Um, uh, can't wait for the game to like fully release. Like I'm, I'm all in. Damn. I'm all in. Damn. Yeah. And um, I think what I wanted to kind of throw at you about this was just kind of like um, in regards to like World of Warcraft, since you know Blizzard also makes that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that it, maybe it's just a thing with Blizzard games, but in order to really optimize everything, like if you want to know how to to beat specific bosses, if you want to know how to gear yourself the fuck out, there's always somebody who's always putting in that work. Yes, it's never always true. somebody. There's somebody who has just spreadsheets, yep. you know, spread across like six monitors, mm-hmm. calculating drop rates, calculating because uh, like uh, in Diablo Four, there is this gamble system. So uh, there is. Uh, Fucking, I forgot what they call them, bombles or some bullshit like that. Um, but like, as you uh, do like these world events, um, which are basically just like a really quick thing where you just like kill a whole bunch of skeletons, you do like a couple of things, and then it drops a chest in the middle of the fucking event area. Yeah. You open it, you get these, you get these, uh, you get this currency. currency that you can, you get some type of currency that you can gamble with. You get some uh, rare items, and you can use the gambling currency to gamble and get legendaries, right? So people have already been like trying to figure out like where the best farming spots are, how to level up the fastest, how to get the most legendaries, uh, you know, what build you should have to get the most DPS and all this stuff. So um, it's one of those games where you can casually play it just for the story. And if you want to be kind of like meta about it, like you don't have to do a whole bunch of work because there's going to be a ton of people who do everything for you. Everything. 
And I think it's maybe just kind of like with WoW. Yeah. Like, um, if you want to learn how to do, like, world bosses, like, you're probably going to have to maybe maybe join a clan um, in order to do it, like, on hardcore because they're going to have four tiers. Yeah. So you have just tier one, two, three, and four. And I think four is, like, if you switch it to tier four, that's when it's going to drop, like, um, I think they call it, I forget the name of the the um, quality of the item, but legendary is about the best you can get up to like tier two or three. Okay. And then there's like a special uh, gear tier okay. if you play on the hardest level. Like some you know what I mean? or some shit. Like just something like that. So yeah, so like there's like equivalence between this and, and, World, uh, Warcraft and, stuff. and World of Warcraft. So like in your opinion, like, a, like let's take out World of Warcraft and diablo 4 let's not even compare okay. the two different types of games but as far as like the way that blizzard likes to handle like just they're just all the tiers their loots and stuff like that so based off of that can you gauge like how good the experience is going to be if you just like like just with wow if you just decided like i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna pug dungeons and shit uh, typically like, so for World of Warcraft and stuff like that, if you're just a, if you're going to play solo and, and the content requires group play, and I, I think that's the case in some of the Diablo scenarios, right? So you, there is open world areas where you do need to interact with other players and join their groups and stuff like that. Uh, typically the, the group composition, uh, timeline that you need to be involved in is pretty short. So your interactions with these people is pretty limited and, and then typically no one even talks to each other. Yeah. So you might, in, in some cases you might have someone who says thanks or GG or see you later. And that's fucking it. So it, it's going to probably feel like I'm sure. And when Diablo four first launches, there's going to be a lot of chat in like the general area. And then over time, that's going to start to die down. Uh, I would imagine that most people aren't going to be very toxic because it's not a competitive game. Um, and in most cases, uh, there will be, uh, just based on like Diablo 3, there'll be content that's geared really good for two people. And three people, it's like, it fucks up the uh, the monster scaling. And then four people, mm-hmm. it's really fucking good. So... There's going to be content where people you're going to want to try to join somebody's group probably, and they're like, "Well, we already got two people, so you just you can't fucking join us. You cannot fucking join us. We cannot have you." Yeah. Uh, or I'm with, I'm in a party of two, and I want to join another party, and they're like, "Oh, we already got three people, so you're gonna to have to drop somebody." Or blah blah blah. There's gonna be shit like that. Um, you may get into situations where people are like, "Hey, we want to speed farm," and you would see that a lot in the later seasons of Diablo three. Uh, and in World of Warcraft and dungeon content and, and raids, uh, people will look for very specific builds. So they may say, uh, for us to be able to speed clear this, we want a druid with a very specific build. We want a barbarian and we want a sorcerer with a firewall build. Uh, and then maybe somebody else to just like pick up spot healing or something like that or to optimize fucking, I don't know, like crowd control. So they'll, they'll want to set up groups like that and then just speed farm um, content areas for those loot drops. Um, 
And you would see that a lot in Diablo 3. There was like some fucking cube or something that people needed in one of the earlier seasons. Mm, and okay. so people would farm it like crazy. So you would always see people like forming up groups and they would specifically be asking for certain types of people because they want to fucking churn fast as fuck. The quicker we get through it, the better chances I have when these eight runs I need to do to maybe get a chance to get a shard of this item so that I can craft it later. Um, (laughs) You know, it, it becomes, if you get into that gameplay, the game is going to feel like a chore and it is going to feel detrimental um, when you're not getting the rewards that you want. Um, So my, my suggestion is if you're not a hardcore Diablo fan, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably aren't. Uh, but if you, if you, if you aren't a hardcore Diablo fan, I think just playing casually, jumping into groups when you need to be in groups, staying out of groups when you don't need to be out of groups, um, and enjoying yourself in the build that you want to be in is probably fine. If you wanted to get a little meta and try out other builds, that's totally fine too. You can go to websites. Uh, they have those builds made out, uh, for them or for you to like look into. There may yeah. be like four or five different builds to like in the sorcerer case, there might be an ice build that everybody uses. There might be a fire build and there might be a lightning build. And there may be different reasons to use those in different dungeons that you go through. So doing a little bit of research would probably um, make the game a lot easier for you. But if you just want to have fun, then just do what the fuck you want to do. There's no, um, there's nothing that stops you from doing it. And blizzard typically makes all builds viable. It's just some Excel way better than others, but they're typically all viable inside of casual gameplay. No, that's, that sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. At least for a blizzard game. Yeah. The, um, the chain lightning build that I did, uh, the reason why I did it is because it turned, uh, lightning almost into kind of like an AOE. Um, because like, you know, it, it would jump between different enemy groups. So whenever they kind of crowded up, like it felt really good. Um, the the only issue with that is that it's only good up close if you have like a singular enemy because the chain lightning bounces off of them, off of you, and then back at them. So the only way to really get good DPS out of it, you had to fucking hug enemies. In this case, a Shava, I was only really comfortable with it because uh, I could get up close because, and again, just kind of like how wow, just don't stand on the sucker, don't stand on the circle, don't stand yeah. on the circle, that kind of shit. Ashava was super easy. You know, there was maybe like three main attacks. So you had to fucking, you gotta, gotta get at that ass like a fucking dog in heat, bro. Yeah. That's exactly what you need to do. You gotta stay out of the circles. And then there's a, there's a fucking move. Like once you get to like half, half health, where once you see the circles, it's time to get the fuck away. You know, Uh, it had a main attack where it just fucking uh, did like a fucking swipe circle. Uh, in two different directions it happened twice every time the swipe happens in that case like if you're not at the legs and you're not way outside the circle not doing any damage you're gonna die Damn. there was a bite that uh ashava did if you were in front you never stand in front always at the ass always at the legs otherwise you're gonna get your shit pushed in damn that now that was all viable in uh tier one and tier two difficulties yeah and that may change when you get up to like torment four right so right so at that point like it's cool but you're not going to get the best loot you're not going to get the best gear playing at those kind of levels 
you can solo it and enjoy yourself. But if you want to have like all of the cool, shiny, crazy shit that you're going to see people running around in, you're going to need to be that tier four. You're going to need to join those groups. You're going to have to learn that boss fights. Yeah, you're going to have to learn meta bullshit. You're going to have to learn that whenever you have to go against this boss, this boss needs to have this build from you in order to be effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I enjoyed at least... I'll I'll go go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say that I enjoyed the fact that I was able to enjoy myself at least at tier one and tier two uh, without really having to have real coordination between people. Yeah. A Shava was real fucking tough on tier two because you'd have a whole bunch of random people who weren't, didn't know the fight, didn't really care, and they would just constantly die over and over and over again. And so there wasn't enough DPS to, to kill the boss within the time limit. Um, so that could be frustrating. But if you just wanted to, to like learn the story, um, get some loot, get some basic ass loot. It was a fine experience. It was great. Yeah. And I think uh, if it's if it's a lot like Diablo 3, you can play through Tier 1 or Tier 2 and then go back a couple stages and play that stage on Tier 3 and Tier 4. So, like, yeah. you can always swap the difficulty around. So, like, it's very much like, wow, uh, you change your dungeon content based on what difficulty you want to play at. So, it's like normal, heroic, mythic, mythic, plus so your keystone type of stuff and you'll have keystones probably come into Diablo 4 just like they were in Diablo 3 at some point um which creates like additional enemies and modifiers and the loot's better and the bosses oh, are fucking way harder so is that what the uh oh god there what's the fucking word for it um but yeah like there they there is like a there's I forget what they call it but uh they actually have um modifiers for dungeons yeah so there are different modifiers so it kind of basically changes things up yeah you know yeah. what i mean like kind of remixes things around mm-hmm. so it's not just like the same fucking dungeon yeah. every you, you essentially time. create new game plus every time you fucking go in yeah yeah essentially yeah so sounds like fun uh releases in june june 6th, uh, I think right? I'm gonna, uh, june 6th something like that uh so i think i'm gonna check it out same. uh definitely not like on a on a fucking like hardcore meta type shit uh i'm probably gonna maybe find a couple of people to uh just like maybe do tier two tier three type shit and uh yeah call it a day like good you know i'm gonna play it with my wife on on ps5 and uh be done like if it if it's cross console or cross system compatible it is it is actually yeah Ooh, then we might have to have like, we might have to like set up nights to play together. That'd be fun as fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, another thing about the fucking uh, server slam, mm-hmm. everything resets. So I got to play the whole fucking thing over again. Yeah. So I lost all my progress except for the unlocks that I got mm-hmm. for uh, for playing it. Uh, so at this point, I'm kind of locked into the place, uh, not the PlayStation, but the um, PC version. Yeah. But uh, I do believe it's supposed to be crossplay, and I think there's crossplay even with you can turn off uh, that if you want to. So, like okay. people who are on console, you can turn that shit off, or you can play with both. That's cool. 
That's cool. Yeah. So it sounds like it's going to be just like, it's going to be a fucking free for all. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. So I'll need to get probably somebody else. Uh, so that way we don't fuck up the, uh, the scaling the, well, <laughs> the fucking know, they enemies. Might, they may, they may have figured out the scaling by now. I mean, fuck it. They, they've had uh, a decade to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Like, uh, I'm, I'm more than down to play with you guys, uh, okay. during your playthrough. If you want. Yeah, be right, I don't know. Maybe you have like some weird like, like husband and wife thing that you guys do during the hour. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, it oh, doesn't get we weird just, with you we guys. Just, like, we just rub feet together. Okay. Just play footsie no. the whole time. Uh, fucking yikes. Yeah, fucking super cringe. Um, what's not cringe though are these fucking reviews that came in for Tears of the Kingdom. Everywhere. No shit, dude. Bro, this shit. I'm. You know what? It, it's a little cringe that it's not a hundred percent. These motherfuckers, Metacritic in with their ninety six and Open Critic <laughs> with a ninety seven. Um, I, I wanted yeah. to see a hundreds across the board. I, I really do think so far, I mean, we gushed about it a little bit, but I'm only a few hours in and this feels like a fucking perfect, uh, uh, sequel to breath of the wild. It feels ex- it like yeah. better than what I expected. Um, cheers of the kingdom to be. And then we talked a little bit, uh, last week. About the God Hand or fucking Maker Hand, I can't Ultra Hand, Ultra Hand, Hand. Um, yeah. How not fun that thing is in the beginning, uh, because it feels goofy to use, um, because the game doesn't tell you how to fucking use it. Really doesn't. It doesn't tell you to hold the R trigger to spin shit around. There's nothing in the fucking game that tells you that. I had to look that shit up. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. And you know what? Like I actually had to go back uh to I was reviewing video footage. Uh I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, does but it? like but just like you, I, I don't think I was like fully paying attention to like Maybe. what was going on because uh I there's a there's a reset. So like whenever you're you're moving it around, mm-hmm. there's actually a I think it's the R trigger or the left uh left bumper. You can push it. Uh, to reset the orientation. So, like, if you get it twisted into like some kind of like fucked up position, mm-hmm. you can press the the uh, one of those one of those left buttons, and it actually like resets the position. So it like lays it down into oh, like the the default position. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I also so, didn't know that you could when you put shit together and you grab it and pick it up, you just shake the fuck out of it. and It'll fall apart. Yeah, I I did not like that. I could not like that. You didn't. Um, you wish it no, was like it, just a key press or something. Something like that, because like just like fucking slamming the stick back and forth, like it just on on a switch that already has drift issues. Yeah, you know, like that just that just didn't <laughs> yeah. feel right. Like yeah. I was just like, Ugh. because like you or just or just make me just... shake the controller, shake the fucking controller. That would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, it was just like stuff like that. Um, when you get when you get a little bit further, um, it just. I just never felt like I was, and I know this is supposed to be about like the whole creative aspect of, of Ultrahan and like building, building your, your fucking, uh, you know, dick that fucking shoots fire. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That fucking shit on, if you guys haven't watched, if you guys haven't seen people building shit up for this game on Reddit, uh, there are no spoilers, (laughs) but people are building, uh, giant robots with dicks that shoot flames out of it basically uh, yeah. yeah like make I, you there's no way you could have you could have like not seen it at this point yeah but it's the thing is is like it, I, I never felt like i got 
a true understanding about what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like maybe I'm not the person that is built to play these kind of kind of games like the oh. like at least like the uh putting shit together to make stuff like the whole like dick shooting uh fire type thing like that's just funny as fuck. i could have i could have figured that out but like some of these more advanced stuff that you see online there's no fucking way i would have got it yeah you know i Wait, there's the, i don't think with... it's a, i don't think it's a spoiler to say that someone built a gundam yeah <laughs> and they're flying around and shooting fucking whatever the fuck out of the out of its hands and killing every that, that was the craziest shit i've ever seen people have gone people have gotten nuts with it yeah and at least casually i i, I just it doesn't click so there's something about it that just doesn't like like uh you know like snap in my head and it's like yeah. oh like I, I need to be doing this yeah it always i always felt like i was just like i need to create a cross to the other side uh, I'm just gonna fucking connect these these boards together until mm -hmm. I make like this really big long fucking bridge, and then I'm just gonna like walk over it. Like there's, that's about as creative as I've been able to get. You know what I mean? I I felt stupid and smart at the same time. Uh, solving one of the uh, it wants you to make something to get up to and there's there's icy areas right that you can't climb up. Uh huh. And it's like you need to get to the top of this to do something. And I was like, I don't know how to get up there. So I made like a J hook out of a bunch of trees together and just hung it off of the edge of the icy <laughs> platform and just climbed up that. And I was like, I don't think this is what they intended me to do. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. I'm probably supposed to build a bridge from the other side that's right there. But I was like, I just want to. I just want to make something stupid. And that's all I've been treating this game as is like, I'm dumb. Maybe I'm maybe I'm role playing as myself inside of this game, and I just look at every every challenge as like, what's the stupidest fucking way yeah, I could do this? I built a cart with four fans on it, trying to make it a hovercraft, but I, I don't have enough battery power to make it work. And I was so upset that I couldn't make it work, so I carried the cart through a cave system, bringing it up platform by platform, <laughs> no, no. and then I brought it into the next area where it's not supposed to be in the snowy area. So that I could use it and put all the fans together on the cart so I could hit them all at the same time and it shoot it at someone like a fucking missile. Um, so I was like, I'm going to get use out of this motherfucker one way or the other. Uh, I died, uh, so I lost my cart and I felt real sad about it. But Oh, well, it sounds like you had a little bit of creativity with it. Yeah. I built, I, I attached, basically just, I just put logs together. Like yeah. that was my entire thing. Through that entire section, I need to get I need to get up to that place that's icy and I can't climb it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put some logs together and then I'm just gonna find the perfect angle to drop it, so that way it just leans up, leans up against it, <laughs> and, and I'm able to climb up. That was wow. that was probably a lot smarter than mine. I'm just like, this probably needs to be a hook, like a candy cane. <laughs> it doesn't. So, it, yeah, I know. And I, you know what? I think this is. This is probably the same kind of experience that Nintendo wants, mm -hmm. just like how it was with Breath of the Wild, yeah. where as soon as you get off the Great Plateau, everybody just kind of like goes their goes own way. Yeah. And so now it's just going to be like, hey, 
how'd you get past that section? Like, what'd you do? You mm-hmm. know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, I fucking put two sticks together. I climbed up it. Yeah. They, before, I made a candy cane. Oh my god! So when you first get the uh, the the hand, uh, to start sticking stuff together, in in the the shrine, there's like one where it's got like a couple boards and they're like pieced. They're just laying around all over the place. I didn't know that you could yeah. rotate the fucking boards, so I accidentally stuck them together in a T shape, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this because now I can't get it across the fucking area. And so I just threw it in, into the fucking chasm, the chasm. That you're <laughs> supposed to like use it to cross. And I was like, I, I could kind of sort of just jump on the edge of it and then get across. And Janice like, you're doing this wrong. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know how else to do it. <laughs> so I picked it up and then you get to the next area and there's like a treasure chest up there. And I was like, I, I don't have enough material now because I fucked everything up. And it looks like I'm playing Katamari Damacy like rolling up a bunch of garbage into a ball. And so that's what I kept doing. I just kept attaching shit into this fucking awful amalgamation of literal fucking ball of garbage and using that to fucking climb up and over stuff mm-hmm. and just kept rolling it around places uh, because I didn't read the tutorial apparently. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, you know what I couldn't like the, in the gameplay demonstration that they did uh, a while back, uh, one of the things they did was show you how like to create a, a sailboat yep. uh, using the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been scared off of that. All right. Oh, and the reason being is because I've had no fucking good luck creating boats doing that. I remember once, like I swear, like I had everything attached and it was supposed to be just like straight across. straight ahead. And then just like for whatever reason, it just it just fucking started to drift. Yeah. Like I guess like the the fan was in the correct position. So like I just started to angle. I I started drifting at a di- diagonal. Yeah. And I was just like, I have what the fuck is going on? And it's so the flow of the water was, underneath you also pushing you in a direction. And then I was like detaching the fan and like trying yep. to put it in a different location to fucking make me drift and drift in the other direction. But because I guess like the 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 balance was off yep so like it was heavier on the one side versus the other and so yeah and so like it just didn't work out like i would fucking just drift sideways or something yep. like that i'm just like what the fuck is going on like i have no idea what's happening yeah janet called awful. me an idiot on that one too uh because mine because it, it goes over to the waterfall but it has like the guardrail up because it knows you're stupid yeah um and so i just hit the guardrail and my boat was like bam, 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 all the way across the janet's like why don't you fix it i was like it's still working i don't give a shit it's like, I'll, I'll get there. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me. I yeah. fucking hit the, like, I, I, I hit the, I hit the fucking fan. Mm-hmm. I started to go. I just like, I am not heading in the direction I thought no. I was. No. And I fucking immediately headed to the fucking, uh, the barrier. Yep. And I had to, I had to stop and reposition the fan because I was hitting it straight on. So I wasn't even like, I wasn't even like fucking moving. I wasn't making any progress. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then I reattached the fan and it wasn't going towards the shore. Mm -hmm. I was getting super, I I need to make, what I need to do is I need to make a, maybe just like a, a, a cut 
an R word cut of me just like doing all the dumb stuff, doing all of this <gasps> dumb shit. You know what I want to do now? I made so many mistakes. I want to make a fidget tool. <sighs> a fidget spinner. Just put a couple boards together like a raft and then put some boards off to each side with like fans on it, stick it in the water and just go out there and just get sick as fuck. <laughs> just spin until it falls apart. There And so the, the best part about it, this is yeah. that there are so many opportunities. Cause again, Nintendo's really good mm. at giving you opportunities to kind of like think about how to use these powers. Yeah. So they do, they do that in the game when you first get introduced with them. And then once you find other areas to do similar things like that, they're going to present you with situations and to have you to kind of like figure out like, Hey, use ultra hand to do this shit and um, come to find out you're going to feel super R worded. Oh, I can't wait. Super R worded. And uh, I think that's what I need to do. I think I need to make a, a cut of the footage that I do have just, just showing just like you fucking up. just oh just so bad so bad just like what are you doing what do you no what stop and then it just oh, that's exactly it's just gonna be nothing but frustration just Janet would not be able to watch it she would yeah, just like shut it off just it. like I, I can't believe I can't believe like they trust you She'd with the vehicle yelling at you and like, <laughs> I can't believe you screen. have a license to drive she uh she was laughing pretty hard at me earlier because she was like you should just record yourself talking uh through this shit because what you're saying is the dumbest shit and it's fucking hilarious because I'd just be like what the fuck is this what the fuck what the f-? like that was just like the majority of my fucking expression was just me freaking the fuck out over everything because even the smallest little stupid shit is so fucking fun. It's so fucking fun. And it is even more fun to just be like, I think I know how they intended me to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just do it my own way. Cause I don't give a fuck. Oh, uh, I'll, I guess I'll tell you one that I did on, I, I think it was on accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, 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 it was. So, uh, you know the rails that you're supposed to hook onto? Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck they were. You tried to so walk across them? I did walk across it. No way. I spent the time to balance my ass on that fucking rail, and I slowly shuffled all the way down. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Dude, the first time <laughs> Well, how the fuck did you get the little fat dude across the rail, Dan? No, no, no. This was this was before that. Oh. This, uh, I think this was, um, yeah, this was way at the beginning. Okay. So again, like this is like Breath of the Wild type shit. So yeah. maybe your approach was different than mine. Maybe because uh, like I went to the uh, to the main area. Okay. Uh, before before you, um, I went I went to the main area. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, I went to the main area, and so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, it seemed like there was this water area. There was this thing, uh, on, like, on this cliff that I wanted to climb. I think that's where you get some more powers. I think, I don't remember if this was before or after. Fuck, I don't remember. It's like, it's a jumble, because I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. Yeah. So, I hopped up the rail, and um, I think it's uh, right where the that construct has a bow and it's just okay. like shooting the fuck out of you with the bow. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Because if you go like there's like a like a rock formation like right next to it, and if you climb up, like you can kind of like slide down. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Uh, I saw the hook and board. I was just like, "What the fuck's this about?" Like, I don't know. Like, uh, so I'm just gonna climb on this this rail thing, and I'm just gonna walk across it. I think that's. I wasn't too sure what exactly they wanted you to do. Oh, but yeah. It wasn't until later where I actually used the power. Yeah. And it lit up on my screen. I was just like, "Oh." I was able to actually use it. Oh man, I, I, I used the hook because you're supposed to build a platform for for the little fat guy to go down on. And then I realized I can just stick a hook onto his ass, and I attached him directly to the hook, what? and That's I stuck amazing. him. I stuck him on yeah. the fucking rail and just watched his little stupid ass slide down there like a zip line. I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." I did not try that. You can attach him that. to anything. You can you can attach him to the front of a fucking minecart like he's a fucking Mercedes emblem. Dude, it is the dumbest <laughs> fucking shit. Like I I've just I've spent way too long on that fucking uh tutorial area. Just what can I attach it to? I want to go a lot of the, time there. I want to go all the yeah. way back up to the the very highest area with the glider mm-hmm. and see if I can turn it into a jet plane. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably possible. Yeah. I, I still haven't, I still haven't gotten a handle of the, of the flying stuff. It just, just not something like it just, it feels so weird. It feels so weird. Yeah. Um, there are, there's a couple of challenge challenges that involve the glider. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it just doesn't seem like it does anything. That's what bothers the fuck out of me. That's what makes me feel it's one of the reasons why Breath of the Wild is so good and at the same time so frustrating. Yes. You know, because it seems like there's there's an obvious solution because in these challenges, you're limited to what you can use. Yes. You know what I mean? So you have to work with what's given to you. You can't bring anything over to it. Yep. And so when I see like, there's a fucking chest up there because like the chests uh, are basically kind of like a a bonus for being, I don't creative. know, maybe like kind of creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then I look at what I'm given. I look at what they do. I'm just like, how the fuck am I supposed to fly all the way up there when like as soon as like I, I glide out, like it's just like Murp, and then it just kind of like sinks starts, down. Starts sinking, yeah. Yeah. And so like I'm trying to like, all right, so maybe maybe if I attach this here and then like I stand towards the back. No, like it just kind of like it points the nose up and then it just zzz, goes back down. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of shit. I'm just like, cause I swear I remember playing it, uh, playing through that once. And I was like, man, I got some good air and I was never able to recreate that. Hmm. Subsequently. Damn. The fuck? You know, yeah, so yeah. it's just like one of those things. Like it just, it just felt so jank, and it always felt like I was, I was missing something. Was it a chromosome? I don't know, but I'm missing something. Oh, wait, missing? Do, do, I missing have, do I have an extra one? You're either missing or you got too many. I got too many. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I got too many. All right, something like that. Fuck, dude. I think. Um, I think we're gonna have a lot of conversations about. Uh, breath or tears of the kingdom over the next couple podcasts. I think I want to even maybe do just like a, I just sit down 
where we just talk about shit and maybe we have like a mashup of like some of our video content like from it like that could be so fun um i think it could be fun yeah yeah yeah, I'm down for it. Like I said, I already talked to you about one thing I want to talk oh, uh, talk about uh, whenever you whenever whenever you find it out. Whenever you find it out, the um, moment I find something that like fucks me up, I'm gonna message you and be like, "Is this it? Is this it?" God, oh God! All right, <clears throat> all right. So yeah, but uh, either way, I don't even think we got to the scores. Did we talk about the scores? Yeah, we did. I, I opened 90, up with okay. it, 96 and 97, because okay. I said that it should yeah. be 100. So. Yeah, holding strong. I don't think these numbers have dipped at all since they hit 96 and 97. They've been holding strong. I think the first numbers that I got in the morning, Mm -hmm. in the very morning of the embargo release on Thursday, they hit about 96, 97. And then it took took a few hours for everybody's score to get in after that. So it hit about 96, 97 the morning of the embargo lift and then everybody's reviews that came after it basically didn't move the fucking needle. Damn. Everybody's on board. Everybody was like, like 10 out of 10, five out of five, all of that shit. Yeah. There was nothing that anybody could have done to, to fucking tank the score. Like everybody's like universally probably the best game of the year, best game of the generation type shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they could, um, in in my eyes, I don't think that they could have uh, topped Breath of the Wild. But, I mean, again, I'm just a few hours in. And uh, this already feels like uh, not only like a great sequel, but um, a step in the right direction for the the series. Um, For sure. uh, I think that they picked up a lot of the stuff that went wrong in Breath of the Wild, like the lack of story. Uh, and they just dump you, so. they dump you right into it. Like the moment you start the game, it is story. And I'm like, this is different from uh, a Zelda game. So I'm glad that they did it. Um, Me too. Yeah. Shit. Well, I think yeah. that's it for fucking all of our topics. Unless we want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom for the next like 16 hours. Because um, <laughs> I probably could. But I think you said you guys like some uh, adult adulting to do so um yeah i'm mm, not too sure i'm okay you're not sure i didn't i didn't realize it was 12 percent. yeah yeah you 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 eased into i might be feeling too good right now a little bit too good yeah that's Um, good i'm gonna i'm gonna share it with everybody yeah yeah this has been a fun this has been a fun podcast what is this 38 38 god damn god damn feels good to keep going um yeah, I do. Is there anything that you want to say to the viewers before we close this thing down? No, that's about it. I think we've I think we've covered everything for this week. Bet, 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 bet. Well, if that's the case. Uh, if you guys haven't watched his Tears of the Kingdom review, again, it's spoiler free. We've talked Super more about free. things that happen in the game than he, than he actually talks about uh, in the episode. It's more about the feel, the emotions and stuff like that, that you get from just being there and what to kind of expect in terms of quality, but nothing mm-hmm. in there about like uh story or anything like that. That'll come at a later date. We don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Uh, That's right. Because it is an experience that we think most of our viewers are probably wanting to have spoiler for. Yeah. And honestly, I think we detailed way more stuff uh, here than I did on the review. Mm-hmm. 
mainly because the the really important shit uh, is not something that you want anybody to tell you about. No, no like no. you need to go in as fresh as possible. Yeah, that's the the best way I can describe it. Yeah, yep, it's super fun. Um, have a good time with it if you guys decide to play it. Uh, if you mm-hmm. do play it, uh, feel free to drop some comments in to, you know, the video below. Uh, try to be spoiler free if you can. Um, yeah, that's about that's it. What's up. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for watching Pixels and Pines podcast episode 38. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we were two dudes talking about fucking <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> while drinking pints. <laughs> Didn't fucking talk about shit else really. Goddamn. Shit on such a good games. game. Yeah. Shit on everything. Yeah, we got it. Shit on everything this year. Goddamn.